Welcome to the 1-1. One, one. I'm BJ Ryan, episode 148, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Here he is. He's the one and only Perth racing guru. G'day, Terry. G'day, BJ. How are we? Pretty good. Pretty good. Pre-Pinnacles edition of the 1-1, one, one. The, um, the the five Saturdays of the Pinnacles commences next week. Mm. So we're just about there. And... Um, yeah, we've got a good good card to assess. We've got some good guests. We've got a new new couple of new contestants on the mastermind. So good show to look forward to. Uh, we certainly do. Certainly do. Not a card I'm overly uh, excited about in from a betting point of view, but there's many a variable which I think will uh, answer a few questions going forward um, into some of those bigger races. Mm, did you enjoy Melbourne Cup Day? Good day. Always a good day, Melbourne Cup. Day with the lads. Yeah, we went to the uh, the Beaufort. You know, funnily enough, on Beaufort Street, who would have thought that's where they put the Beaufort? Um, but no, we had a cracking day. Ran into old Chris Nelson there as well. Is that right? Turf talk and punter fame. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it was a yeah cracking, cracking Melbourne Cup day. Thoroughly enjoyable. Um, yeah, the result was was tremendous. <coughs> Mark Zara was uh, was um, apprentice in Western Australia when uh, when I was sort of growing up, around about the same age. And um, was he the jockey? He was very very. I low. genuinely didn't even know that. <laughs> I genuinely no, had no idea. Um, I thought it was yeah, I thought it was someone else. He was sort of very very low key as an apprentice. Over, he didn't really get much of an opportunity. He was just sort of learning his learning his trade. Went across to Victoria with Brian Cox for a three month mm. loan. Uh, rode a heap of winners up around Albury, Wodonga, and he never came home. And now he's a uh, Melbourne Cup winning jockey. So yeah, tremendous, huge. tremendous achievement. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Didn't Jag quartet yourself or anything? No. Ten, ten divs? No, I think I had um, about seven horses to win and my best result was fourth. Uh, <laughs> at, least at least you don't feel unlucky when that occurs, do you? I just started decorating the table and uh, didn't get near it. So, mm. um, But, yeah, that's okay. Um, yeah, we had a tremendous week of racing, to be honest, across the board. Ascot on Tuesday was highlighted by the uh, the Burgess Queen stakes and um, – uh, you set Twitter on fire post race, Guru. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, watch this. This will upset a few people. So, oh, dearie me. I, um, yeah, there was a bit happening there. There's a few I need to write back to. Well, I think I'll go on there and I'll assess that all tomorrow, I'd suggest. But uh, I think basically if you want to read someone's tweet pre-race rather than me, it was post-race, read, read Brad McManus's and I think he summed it up exactly right. For yeah. me – all, all I was trying to suggest is I didn't. I, th- I always thought that dollar forty was thin. I actually marked her equal favourites with Vampire Play, who yeah. we don't know. I, I think Vampire Play would have won the race, to be honest with you. Um, but we can only speculate on that. She's beaten ten lengths, but she's held up the entirety. So mm. um, you can purely speculate on that. And I presume her next start will probably tell us a bit more of a, a story in that sense. Um, but. Yeah, just just for me, she was coming off the back of a couple of. And I know they're saying they're building to a, a bigger a goal or whatnot, but she's coming off the back of a couple of trials that were uh, so so. Uh, she's then been given a ten out of ten by Paddy Carberry on the best part of the track. Rumor says would have beaten her. Um, uh, Penny on the Queen was as good a run. I thought Snowdome was as good a run on the inferior part of the going, and she's just got over Man Crush. And in front, so I just I just felt like we were perhaps. Um, yeah, she was perhaps a little bit short. Unfortunately, I priced laced up heels ten bucks, but I had the blinkers on that heavily for Vampy at play. I didn't take any of the twenty three, twenty four dollars I got to on mm. on Betfair. So that's a huge price, really, isn't it? Massive. All in all, I mean, retrospect, every price is a huge price, and we love being post race punters. And I'm definitely guilty 
um, of that as, as many uh, as many people are. But um, yeah, it's an exciting little and really interesting so, so, upcoming three. So when you say battle. she's not that good. It's just more just the opinion of what – because she's favourite for this. Before this, favourite for the Kingston, favourite for the Guineas, favourite for everything the entire way through. We're talking like she's never going to lose another race in her career. Like she's just this wildly unstoppable. What I've seen this prep, she – Look, she and she'll get in far better at the Guinea's weights, and she'll be able to. But I'll probably tip her, which will be funny, and I'll mm. probably end up having a bet. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Probably won't. But, <laughs> but, but I just, I just think like we're talking like she's, yeah, she's never going to lose a horse race, and going around a dollar forty from the outside gate with a top weight on thing was a, it was a wild price. As I said I, I was, yeah, I had her closer to three three fifty, but it's sort of easy now, isn't it? But yeah, that set the one up, didn't it? Well, I've copped well, a few. I've copped from a few people as so, well. Like, yeah. geez, I'd love to. I'm not, I'm not saying I wouldn't love to own her. I'd fucking love to own her. I'm, what a stupid thing to say, actually. I'm not not copping that. I, I, yeah, I'd love to own her. I didn't say I wouldn't like to own her. I'd swap her for. Well, maybe wouldn't swap her for Yemen. Lace, maybe but I'd swap her for something. Maybe others. they're they're both that good. Maybe yeah. Maybe laced up heels, uh, just is a. Star Philly as well. I think so. And the fat laced up heels was a thousand up to fourteen hundred was was really exciting. So uh, I thought Patty summed it up. I think there was a little bit of an excuse for Amelia's jewel in the run as well. I think she might have clipped yeah. the heels. So that's worth noting as well yeah. what that cost there her was just, in there the was run. A, are you talking about that moment? Uh, just like- the, the way everyone was talking, all these races were all over. She's yeah, going to yeah. start a dollar forty the whole way through in every single race. I, I just don't think what we've what we've seen this prep that there's much between them all. Like I really don't. I think I think we're blessed with a. Good crop of three hundred percent. Like, like, yeah, I'm going to ask you a question right now. Mm-hmm. Guineas is next weekend. Um, a weekend after. Just I'm, this is for the sake of this oh, question. Oh, sorry. Guineas My is bad. next weekend. Yeah. Um, Bustler and Amelia's Jewel clash. Who do you mark favourite? Uh, right now, yeah. Pr- prior to the Faritha, Amelia's um, Jewel would be favourite for me. Oh, really? Over yeah. Bustler? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You got that wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll ask Stevie Parnham because we were going to have him on that the is show a, very that soon. Is a, that's a good little segue. Very, very isn't soon. It? But, so. but the, the numbers that I saw, both Laced Up Heels and Amelia's Jewel, smashed the clock in a very fast Burgess Queen, it must be yep. said. Um, had, the race had that type of shape about oh, it. didn't it? And it was allowing those rearward to make really good ground a bit of as well. A bike so. race in a way, yep. the way that they came off the Villa Velodrome well, and sort of let down. Another thing I'll say is Amelia's Jewel hasn't had a race yet. If you look at all of her career runs, apart from that first up win where she drew one. They've all been races where you've been – there's been pretty weak speed. All the leaders have been $100. So they've been coming back at them. It's suited horses coming from the back. So, yeah, anyway, that's just my, – my point is I don't think she's going to start – she shouldn't be starting $1.40 the whole way through mm. like I think a lot of people uh, thought she wouldn't deserve to do. Yeah, and tremendous training performance by – LK Fernie and his 100%. team there with like a thousand, we, we, we thousand and fourteen. Beat Lexington City by Especially a nice when you Lexington got the was the coming up next week. The other day. Bloody hell. I reckon, and, and I probably have to quiz him about this because mm. I'm only speculating that half the reason they might have avoided the Placid Arc is because I think he thinks Wild Bell is, <laughs> is that good, who obviously only won a pretty weak class one on the day as well. So, um, yeah, i tell you what, the um, the Parnham and the, and the Fernie Yard could be having a major say in the upcoming three-year-old features. 100%. There's some good ones as well. There's some, some cracking prize money available. What was There's- that worth on? Was that, that was a 125. That was 125. 125 but uh, yeah. the Champion Phillies is 300. Yeah. Guineas, Placid are both 500s. Yeah. But, but yeah, so um, Millie's, Millie's, there was, it's going to be interesting. Millie's Jewel was negative in a field position and negative three kilos and probably matched laced up heels uh, over the final, you know, 
eight hundred on the races. They're basically the same performances, really. Just, mm-hmm. just, um, just with three kilos more for Amelia's. So, um, yeah, just building. To, it, it, it just it's opened the carnival up tremendously. I think for um, for what's what's to what's to come. Now we can have these discussions. Um, the futures markets are, are wide open now as well in regards to it opens up the guineas, it opens up the northerly as well. So it's exciting that you know, yeah, she's 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 got beat, but it's it's added added another dimension and, and another variable into the uh, the pinnacles, which is about to kick off. So certainly does, certainly does. She will be add as I said once it gets set weight and penalty, she's obviously going to be massively advantaged as well. So as you just alluded to, but um, yeah, I'm yeah, great. They're probably the races I'm probably most looking forward to. The the railway itself, I and mean, we saw the Asian Bow, uh, we saw Treasured Star win. Um, I think Treasured Star won on ride. I'd be very surprised if Treasured Star is competitive. In a railway stakes, to be honest with you, off, off that particular performance, that might sound a bit harsh, but you've fallen in over Star Trade. I thought some of the up and comers who at this stage a touch and go for a run were probably more impressive um, to me. I.e., obviously, Alaskan, Alaskan God devoted. Um, so Tricks. I'm, yeah, Tricks to a degree, to a degree. I'm, yeah, I'm querying if Tricks is going to win a railway stakes. To be honest, you don't like um, you don't like tricks very much, do you? I just get it. <laughs> I don't know why. I get. A, I I think I have this thing genuinely, and I I think sometimes self awareness is a very good thing to have. But I, if, if a horse starts short consistently, like I take it personally. I think that's why I probably got upset with Amelia's jewel. Yeah. Like, why are you a dollar boy? You don't deserve to be like. How it's, not, it's, not, you? it's not her fault. Like she didn't she didn't want to go around at a dollar forty. She probably didn't care less what price she was. She probably doesn't understand how numbers work. She's a horse, BJ. But anyway, I just yeah, I just managed to, to get uh, upset. At it. But anyway, to, needs to brush up on tricks on of the trade. It? It's seven from fourteen or seven from ten or something. So I'm yeah, that's that's seven times I've been out of back a winner. I will say that if you, I mentioned this to you the other day, but if you uh, love watching your replays, take a look at the ride of Troy Turner on Tricks of the Trade. If that wasn't one of the best losing rides you'll ever see, it was incredible. He's mm. jumped from outside Alaskan God. He's got up back around inside Alaskan God and has two, two and a half, three lengths on Chris Parnham on straightening. I don't know how he did it, but uh, it was incredible piece of horsemanship there from uh, from Troy Turner. I bought a horse. He tends to ride particularly well yeah. always. So. Um, yeah, so yeah, the railway is exciting. The Peters next week is going to be interesting to see who can win their way the through. The railway could be like a 95 plus or something if Tuvalu doesn't come, couldn't it? Um, what are we working on? Captain Chaos is under in sixth rate. It probably drops two points if it doesn't finish in the first well, four on Saturday. Well, we've got Goddess Chaos. Yeah, Goddess Chaos. Yeah, well, it well. might drop two points if it doesn't finish in the first two on Saturday. Then again, they probably won't want to drop the points because they want to keep the ratings up, won't they? Potentially. But then again, whoever wins. Imagine, whoever if, wins. imagine if Carly's wins. Well, that's the thing. She, will she start top weight in a railway? <laughs> well, I, yeah, it's, in, it's. Is that how it's going to work? No, I, I think. I think you, with because K- the Carly's other ones are like for- Massimo won't. Massimo won't. Um, isn't going to the railway. They're no. targeting the goal rush, correct? Which I really, as, like, as I really is, like that. As his resort man. As his resort man, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. So they're your two favourites at the minute. Comfort me as well. Comfort me will start top weight if it wins. I'd suggest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the thing with Carly's you're basically giving away the railway to win this race, but you say, "Well, hang on, this which is, is a- well, this is my point." Like last year, Massimo effectively got a three kilo railway penalty penalty by winning the Listia. Yeah, so you got to be careful, and it's all well and it's that. all well and good. Summer Dixon winning the Listia with Carly's Karma on Saturday, um, however, that <laughs> might rob you of an opportunity to win a railway. 
You had to go. To, for me, Carly should be coming out and going to the Peters. Yes. Really. Because you could run second in the Peters. And if the Peters is a 90 plus, yeah. right, you'll still get your rating up to probably 92, 93, which this year I think will probably get you in the railway. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you only need to finish top two. It could, to, you, to be honest, it could finish top three, you get five, six points. Oh, maybe not. But the field might fall away and you might just get in anyway. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. uh, f- for me, I, I don't think the list is a great option for, for oh, Carly's. It's a horrific option. Uh, so, I'd be targeting the, the Peters. Well backed as well. Yeah. They think it's good. Yeah. Coming out and winning at weight for age. Do you, are we taking that price personally? That Carly's going for <laughs> I can say it. Uh, she's, a, she's, she's good. She was good last time. You've got to be careful not to offend too many people. Actually, I don't like offending people as much these days. It's less fun. Um, that would because that was- I like to be everyone's friend. Um, and then, of course, we had- our guest, our tremendous guest on last week, Simon A. Miller, had uh, Miss Kentucky win the Prince of Wales Stakes and uh, gunned down. This will test you in a, in a tremendous edition of the Wait for Age 1000 meter feature there. It's flattening that, like, we backed that into favouritism. I was <clears> absolutely <throat> launching that. I was convinced the way that track was playing. And just, I see Red doesn't kick up mm. and, and hold the breeze. This will test you wins the race. Like it's and that's fine. Like we we are backing a horse on map and whatnot, but um, yeah. very aggressive, wasn't it? On uh, yeah, on it was very Red. unexpected. Yeah. I, I can like in retrospect, I'd look at it and go, "Hang on, I see Red's done a lot of its best racing yeah. from the top." So I've got no issues, no qualms that whatsoever. In in retrospect, at the time, I did. I was a few choice words, but I also think I've got probably a little bit more respect for Miss Kentucky than I did before. She's she's really good. She's good so yeah. I'm trying to now line her up, sort of. How, how do we line her up with Elite Street? And then now I'm hearing Rothfire's definitely coming across. Potentially Paul Elliott as well, who's racing the yeah. champion sprint on Saturday. Yeah, so. Winterbottom's shaping up as a, as a cracking little race because Elite Street and Miss Kentucky have got very similar um, racing profiles, I guess you can say. Elite Street can probably almost be, oh, no, Miss Kentucky's led in the past, actually. She can she doesn't have to be dead, dead last if she does draw five or six. You know, oh. does draw a nice alley. But if oh. they sprint together, who would you? There's another question for you. Who do you want to be on? They're sprinting together at the two. Elite straight, Miss Kentucky, two kilos she in is. it. Great question. Um, 12, over, over at the end of 1,200? Yes. Elite straight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably with you, but I'm, I'm less convinced on that than I was two weeks ago. I, I'm just going anecdotally. Is I just she, felt is, I need to say she, something nice about one of the Amelia Park horses. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to, no, I won't say it. I was going to say, I'm just trying to work out whether what her 1,200-meter record's like, Miss Kentucky, but she's just got a great record full stop. So I imagine yeah. it's um, it's tremendous regardless, but um, the um, she's blitzing them at 1,000 meters and 1,100 potentially. So we'll see whether that can that can morph into um, high-pressure 1,200 at weight for age <clears throat> come the end of November. But, yeah, we've got so much to look forward to, so much to discuss. Um, Twitter's Twitter's on fire, thanks to the guru. Um, <laughs> but uh, what we need to do now is keep moving forward and uh, bring in uh, one of the um, one of the winningest hoops to start uh, season 22-23 in Western Australia. Great to see him back in tremendous form, almost almost venturing into career best form at the moment. Is uh, our oh, next guest, so. Stevie Parnham. Let's have a chat to Steve. Terry, let's welcome back one of the most informed hoops in Western Australia, Stevie Parnham. Welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks, BJ. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for having me on. What's your What's your secret, Stevie? We're just I'm just bringing up your stats for the current season, and um, got off to a flyer. 27 winners from 174 rides. Um, you're riding the short price Bustler. The favourite in the uh, Faritha this uh, this Saturday. What's uh, what's the magic tonic, mate? Uh, not 
anything in particular. I just, uh, I guess, um, had some rough times over the last two years with injuries and uh, really um, put my aim at um, hitting the ground running as I returned back into the saddle. Um, Not that I never put all the efforts in before, but you probably grow and learn and mature along the way through life and I think just mentally I've become tougher and stronger um, through some adversities and seen things quite well and feel confident um, with with my moves and the horses are seeming to respond to it for me and uh, like you said, yeah, getting getting the winners but um, you, you also do need the the ounce of luck of getting on the horses as well because it's it's um, mostly them that that get there. We just have to make sure that we put the finishing polish on them. And um, yeah, so far uh, so good. This you're thing. being too modest, Steve. You're yeah, flying, be, mate. He's flying. <laughs> I'd be, uh, yeah, I'd be get the screenwriter out. There'd be, uh, there'd be things happening. Hey, Steve, you just mentioned uh, one thing. I loved hearing um, from your old man in a post-race uh, interview after Bustle One. Uh, it's a lot start actually. Uh, you basically mapped the race out yourself. You thought Mega Reward would be the horse; it'd be three deep. Um, like as a as a punter, I don't. Mm. I think there's nothing more that we would love, and nothing more we'd love to hear that there's sort of a real big plan of attack going into the race. How's it going to unfold? Uh, is the speed going to be on? Because even I mean, you sort of said yourself after that race, you, you were aware that it was playing sort of fence heavy and whatnot, but you sort of you backed the uh, the horse you had underneath you, and it must feel really good when you have a plan, you have a speed map in your mind and it sort of eventuates just like that and that's said you're on top of a pretty nice one. Yeah, uh, well, I had a lot of confidence in the horse to, uh, as you said, overcome what was a rail, heavily rail-dominated day. Uh, I could have ridden him um, off pace, just let him slide into a, into a position, um, back off him and, and let him swoop, but I just felt like uh, just to make a good good thing of it that um, I wanted to be closer, closer to the fence, uh, closer to the speed. Um, it, it looked like there was going to be a couple of quicker ones inside me that would potentially be one, two, and I sort of had mega reward outside me and thought that there was every chance it would press forward as well. So I uh, just gave mine a, a kick out and found the three wide line and, and then made it work around me to give me the, the perfect trail into the race. So it was quite satisfying that that it did come out, um, and obviously the horse was too good. He probably would have won from anywhere, to be honest. But um, I, I, uh, I did sort of um, get that one right. So hopefully we can. Ah, <laughs> there we go. And I wanted a little trumpet in there somewhere. We got it eventually. Yeah, I, I hate when people ask this type of questions. So I'm going to be the person to ask it because I already hate myself today. Still a bit hungover from Tuesday. Um, <laughs> KC, there's a lot of KC about Bustle, obviously a different gender, but there's a fair mm. bit of KC about early progression and career. The path, I presume, Bustle is going to be taking now um, after this weekend, I presume it'll be Guineas, Kingston, all, all going well. I'm going to ask the question, which I, I hate hearing, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, Don't say who, it. Who's, who's better? Who's better? <laughs> <laughs> oh, tough, tough ass because that. Don't like to put any horse down. Should I ask him once? Yeah. Well, <laughs> look, I think I Casey was was tremendously talented, mm-hmm. um, especially three year old days. She was tough. She she kept backing up and getting stronger and better in her races. And 
this is what Bus was doing as well. Uh, he has still only touched graduation company. Um, so for the first time this week, he, he goes to black type and he needs to step up in the market again, but does give me the feel that he's uh, kept improving in his work um, behind the scenes. So I do think he's got the potential to, to be better and, you know, a month's time will definitely answer that. So uh, I don't like to necessarily go out on a limb. I reckon we just got our answer. Mm. I heard the answer there. I, I'm, I'm choosing what I want to hear from that and uh, I've heard yeah. the answer. And, and listeners, we were talking to Steve just before we started and he went to Ascot Track Work specifically this morning to make sure no one else touched Bustler. So. <laughs> <laughs> he's, been, he's been standing <laughs> security overnight. <laughs> if, you wonder, if you're wondering yeah. why he sounds a bit bleary, well, that might be it. <laughs> He's doing two yeah. jobs at the moment. He's got the high vis on over overnight. <laughs> uh, no. that, that's uh, yeah. it's exciting to 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 get on a, a horse with talent, Steve. Though, isn't it? I mean, you've been around for a while now. Um, as you said, you've overcome some adversity. Just going through through your stats, like you, you haven't ridden a heap in the last two or three seasons. To be fair, like with your, your the falls and um, collarbones and various surgeries that you've had to have. So um, yeah, like, but you've always. You've always managed to find your way on top of a, a good horse, and it's interesting. Um, we've got your dad's got the two favourites in the free throw on Saturday: Buster, your ride, and, and Snowdome, of course, the um, the top weight. Uh, you won a WA Guineas on Snowdome's sire Rommel, and you won a WA Guineas on Buster's sire Playing God for your dad. Um, and then, of course, you've got your um, your multiple Kings, uh, Kingston Town now Northerly Group Ones. Um, uh, in the bag, so you've, you've, yeah. This time of year has always been very fruitful for you, but um, it must be a bit of a spin out that you're um, you're at that stage of your your career where you're you, the, I guess the sons of horses you've won big races on are, uh, are good, and you're you're riding them as well. Yeah, I've probably been in a very fortunate position to to get some really good three year olds, and uh, some of it's just timing, some of it's luck, and that's a, a a very strong um, supporter of mine, and uh, yeah, we've just seemed to gel with with certain horses. Uh, and like you said, uh, riding the sons of uh, the, the good horses that I've ridden um, to victory. And KC, as you spoken before, she was a playing god as well, and she went mm-hmm. on to win a Group One. So those sides are doing a tremendous job um, for the. For the industry as well, and uh, I'm enjoying riding them, especially the, this one, Bus Bustler. He, he seems to have a a little bit of that his dad in him. Um, he can just sit off and 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 really have an electric turn of foot. So uh, does he? Sort of does he move like? Excited. Does he move like his his dad? He's got a very he distinct does. action, actually. Yeah, he, he does. He carries his head like his yeah. dad a bit too. Yeah. He's not as big as him he's, he's quite neat but um, compact but he's got a motor and um, yeah there, there's certain similarities there obviously playing God was a, an outstanding animal so um, this horse has a fair way to, to go to try and to match him yet but uh, definitely gives me some um, some comparisons with him and hopefully he can keep going in that way so you've won the the group one the the eighteen hundred on playing God twice. It's a him and uh, and KC. So um, all going well. Can you see Bustler being an eighteen hundred meter horse this prep? 
Uh, in a short answer, yes, yeah. I do. Um, there's a few sort of hoops to jump through, which would be uh, this week in the Fraser, and he would have to run first or second in the Guineas. You would expect to, to gain a run in the in the Northerly States um, this year, so uh, that's still up in the air. But I'm pretty happy with his progression, as I've said earlier, and I think. He's definitely more than capable of of doing so, and um, you know, getting getting ready for a, a Group One finale would be pretty exciting for for um, where my where I've been the last two years in, in carnivals and um, finding another uh, life Group One hope. How's the weight going at, at this stage, Stevie? Would you would you be sweet to ride a uh, three odd at weight for age? I oh, definitely would would make the weight. Uh, <laughs> Chop a yeah. little. <laughs> Yeah, look, I am a bit heavier at the moment, um, probably just through being off and getting back. My weight hasn't been the easiest, to, it must be said, but um, I've been – you can do it all the time. You, your body gets used to it. Um, you're tough enough to not even let it affect you when you ride. And to, to ride 52 – I did 50 kilos on KC a few years back and – it seemed a, a, a mighty task back then, but uh, one thing's for sure: when you know you've got a a good chance, you can um, set your set your mind to do anything. And um, if you tell yourself you can do it, you'll do it. So that's what I did then, and that's what I'll do this time as well. I've already started looking at it. You know, I know it's a long long way away. Um, you know, five weeks, just over five weeks, and he hasn't even qualified yet, but. I did that with KC when she won the um, Burgess Queen. That you know the the potential is there that she might do it. So um, I'm following a similar mindset, and no no doubt I'll I'll get to the weight if he's there um, because I want to uh, make every opportunity there because your career's um, could be. Sure, you know um, it doesn't go on forever. So these opportunities, you must make the most of them. So, Steve, I know you don't like harping on about it, but you have been through a lot injury-wise over the last, well, you know, for quite a few years now, but especially over the last two seasons. Just can you just run listeners through sort of what you what you've had to overcome, um, multiple surgeries, just just the details of, of the impacts of the falls that you've that you've um, I guess encountered over the last two to three yeah. seasons. Yeah, so I, I've had a lot of collarbone injuries um, throughout my career uh, in. Falls uh, when I was younger as well, and I had plates in both of them um, because that in, um, enabled the healing before. Then I had a fall on the, the week of the railway stakes meeting in 2020, um, where I broke my right collarbone, and um, it was uh, it looked to be a. Uh, fracture just on the, the edge of my plate. Uh, the surgeon was confident just to leave it alone and, and let it heal naturally. I got within January, got about January, about six weeks from, from my fall and um, I, I knew probably leading up to it that things weren't quite going right but it was Christmas time and a bit of an awkward period and, and so when he returned back from holidays, he said, no, we're not, we're not looking good here so I had to have surgery and that put me another six weeks out. Um, he put a 
put a normal size plate in. I came back to riding, rode for about two months, um, and the collarbone started to fall away from the plate. I rode for a little bit longer. He said it was fine. It didn't hurt. So I, I got through, say, the autumn there. Uh, then he said we'll have to go and reoperate and put a bigger plate in, which sort of covered from end to end of the collarbone, which he did. Um, I was out for another five or six weeks there, just getting back. Then I returned to riding. Um, did take me a little while to sort of hit my straps uh, as been out of the racing for a while. Um, felt like I started to get a little bit of momentum. Things were starting to go all right. And then autumn time last year on the week of the Karakata plate, I had another fall and broke my left collarbone this time. So um, same again, I wanted to make sure that, you know, healing would be fine because of what happened the previous time. This surgeon said that it was more complicated to take the plate out and operate, so we'll, we'll leave it. Bad luck struck me again, and I could just feel after about four or five weeks that it, it was not healing. So he had to make the call that um, doing the same operation where we took the plate out instead of just putting a normal size plate in, he went the, the end to end plate again. So that put me another six weeks out again. So I've had a pretty um, uh, bad run with with the collarbones sort of healing, and that's probably just an accumulation of fracturing them I think it's about four times the right and three times the left so the blood supply Jesus. is a bit poor through <laughs> there so um, uh, yeah just I guess the hazards of the job that we that we go with I seem to when I fall I, I land on my shoulders so um, <laughs> probably better than breaking a leg or, or a neck or a back Break so it, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, like <laughs> yeah well at least I can get get back into it um, yeah but, exactly uh, yeah, it, I, I hit hit the track back in end of July, and um, like you said, this is where the, the good run started. And I mentally became stronger through the period. I went away, did some studies and things like that, just to get my mind away from racing. And mm-hmm. as I come back, I've um, been quite really focused at, at my job. Well, we we can tell, and also, Steve, we, we've spoken about this um, when we bump into each other. Um, about, about your riding, the horses just feel like they're, and Terry and I have spoken about this on the show as well recently, they just seem to be loving you at the moment. Like, um, can you can you feel a difference this time around, like the, the way that the horses are res- responding to you, the freedom with which you appear to be riding? And, um, yeah, it just feels like it's flowing for you really well so far this season. Yeah, I think it's just like it's a good state of flow that I'm yeah. riding with, um, not not – I mean, I go out there with a plan, like I said, with Bustler the other day, but um, you also need to be adaptable. Uh, and the probably an example was Gobella on Saturday. Um, she got the bad squeeze on jumping and put me right out the back door. I found a three-wide line, which I was content with, and, and she just floated in the race, race and, and put them away in one, um, where I probably thought I might have put her a bit closer in the run pre-race. So it's just going with your instincts uh, not having any second doubts and the horses are just rolling into it um, I'm obviously on horses that are with some ability that you know can do it for me but um, not messing with them just letting letting things go through the, their motions and um, not panicking I guess that's sort of where I'm where I'm at but just 
really happy with my riding. Very good. Now, Saturday, Faritha Stakes, the uh, the two stablemates, the two favourites we mentioned before, Bustler, Snowdome. Snowdome likely rolls forward to to take up the running. I imagine Bustler's going to have what? You reckon? I reckon? No, I reckon Snowdome will be a better horse with cover. You reckon? Interesting. That's my, that's my, my guess. Regardless, Bustler's probably going to be a couple of pairs back off Snowdome, potentially. It, it looks that way. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, this is obviously a, a terrific pointer towards the, the Guineas in, in, in two weeks' time. But um, just the explosiveness that Buster's shown first up, second up at 1,200, um, you imagine with a nice nice sort of trail and, and peeling that it's going to take a fair horse to be able to hold him out at the end of 1,400. Uh, I'm going into the race with that confidence yep. uh, that, that he he will have a very good turn of foot that they'd want to be good to, to stop him. But... Um, it's a small field, can be a tricky map, the way that things can unfold. You could expect Snowdome to lead. You could also make a case for Man Crusher or All the King's Men. So um, I just need to let my horse um, just find the back of Tommy, uh, probably two pairs back off him, um, and, and just trail into the race as he does. And as I've ridden him his last two starts, just, just let him wind up and, and finish strongly. I would... Would expect the fourteen hundred probably to be more in his favour as well, and um, it probably could could test the others. Um, you know, Snowdome he 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 could he won a size, um, so he has won at fourteen hundred. Um, this will probably deciding run to see whether the fourteen and sixteen is is to his liking or not. So um, I think definitely for me um, and and a few others, it's it's a, a test. Just on Snowdome, is is there a chance that if he's not quite strong at the end of fourteen, that he will back up in the Placid Arc, Steve? Have you spoken to your dad about that? Uh, no, I haven't. No, yeah. um, that's I've got no um, no connection there with the horse. Really, I, I, I see the horse there. I work with him, yep. um, but I don't. No, I, I think Dad is hoping to progress to the Guineas yeah. uh, just yep. based on his sire, but definitely the options there. Yeah, so. He is a fast horse, and he he probably would be more than capable in in either race that he steps in. So um, it's probably good for him to have options. And yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I think that they will will paint a better picture as to what he does. Um, but at this stage, I'm probably expecting him to go to the guineas. Okay, so Steve, you you're riding a heap of winners lately, but one horse that you weren't able to get get over the line was in in your Nan's race. Last Saturday, um, the Joan Parnham 90th birthday. Oh, he just <laughs> rubbed it in, BJ. Dearie, no, he got the, the cold inside. He got the cold inside, Pat, I reckon. It's probably the one day you didn't want to be drawing barrier one in, in, in Nan's race as well. Probably preferred to draw barrier 10. Dearie, mate. Yeah, yeah, it was um, one of those days. Well, the track, the track has the fast lanes. Sometimes it's been the, the rail and sometimes it's been the middle of the track and Unfortunately, Saturday um, the row was off, and we drew one, and um, yeah, not not much I could really do. I mm-hmm. I uh, by the leader, I come sort of out two and three off the fence in the straight, but the winner was in a far superior pad and and had the better of me. <laughs> but Brooklyn Pierre has been a super consistent horse, and you know, I'd love to get him to win a race soon. Well, what was what was Nan like post race, Steve? <laughs> no, I didn't see her. Um, 
She would have been sad anyway. She, she had a good day out. Though. I was going to say, she would have had a good day out. I'm oh, sure. You wanted, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, very good. Now, uh, another another was we need to touch on moving towards the champion fillies. Vampire play. No luck in the Burgess Queen on Tuesday. Uh, run us through run us through that ride and uh, and how, how do you think she can – how can we uh, measure up against your Amelia's jewels and your laced-up heels heading towards the mile in, uh, in uh, next Saturday? Yeah, that was a nightmare race. Um, probably um, didn't get much chances from uh, a visual perspective there. Uh, two runs that she's had this time in, she's uh, she's found some bad luck and I think she's going very well. And I was confident in the race that she would test them and we were never able to see that. So... Uh, I could probably draw a line with Miss Dracova running third. Vampire plays a, a better horse than her. So Interesting. Yeah. She she would have finished with them, the, the first two. And, um, yeah, just one of those races, one of those events where nothing I could do or or, or see was, was working for me and I just walked away from the race very frustrated. But... We'll regroup um, and look for some redemption in the champion fillies. She's definitely capable. Uh, Amelia's jewel, obviously, if she goes that way, um, will meet us better at the weights. And Lace Up Hills was was very good. But um, my horse has come through the run very well. Uh, Obviously, not having a a hard hit out, so she's she's bounced bright and well. Um, It's only, what, 12 days? To the champion Philly, yeah, so um, it's a quick, quick sort of turnaround. Um, if I can take a positive out of it, she hasn't had a hard run, so mm-hmm. she she will be well going into it. And one thing I can guarantee is, so I'll, I'll be making sure she doesn't find bad luck this time. I'll be, I will be riding her like she can um, play a part in the finish, and um, I wouldn't be surprised if she she was able to win it. But uh, full respect for the other two because they they've obviously got some some good talent too. It's a fair old trail you got heading towards. Uh, well, whether she backs up Vampy at play in the Guineas is a another question. But potentially, obviously, with Snowdome Bustler Vampy at play. Um, when I say you, they're obviously your old man's stable. Um, and then potentially, I guess for all three of them to, to some degree as mm. well to back up in the uh, the Kingston Town mm. the following week. It's a uh, yeah good time to be wearing the. Uh, what colour are those silks, BJ? <laughs> lime, lime and blue. blue. Yeah, <laughs> not, nice time to. I, yeah. I feel like I feel like they should be cerise and white. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Santo's yeah. having a good run with his three-year-old, he's uh, sure the owner, is. or part part owner. Sorry, he's um, he's got some shareholders in the race, but they carry his colours. So yeah, there's a good bunch of three-year-olds going through. Oh, you're playing gods. Um, Baby Paris is playing god as well, isn't she? Oh, don't ask me about playing, anything. Playing, uh, playing God might could win a barely know could win a guineas, a bloody Placida, champion fillies. He's uh, he's crushing it. Hey, Steve, yeah. um, just heading towards the big million and a half dollar race. We've already touched on the northerly. Have you is Platoonia Railway Stakes right at this stage? Oh, uh, it's hard. Got, uh, I'm not sure whether he'll definitely go there yet. That um, you got the carbine. He ran him the other day. Uh, he he realistically um, will probably find that field a bit. Good for him. Uh, his main target this preparation would be expected to be the Perth Cup again. Um, Could we see him in like a Lucky Grey eighteen hundred, perhaps? Yeah, yeah. Yep. I'm not. I haven't spoken in depth with Dad uh, 
that's where he goes next. But yeah, that that is probably another option. Um, look, I'm happy to ride him wherever he goes. I haven't secured a railway ride, so if he if he does end up going to the railway, I will will ride him. Um, but definitely open and see how things go. Um, yeah, but I think he'll get better as the prep goes on and as the distances get uh, longer. A good thing about him is he is a very adaptable at all the different journeys. Sometimes the cock stakes, a uh, quarter of a million bucks again. Yep. So the cock stakes can really fall away as, as a race. Like a lot of people target the railway. Last year, didn't you? Play, um, uh, ran second to yeah. um, Regal Power. Regal Power. Yeah. yeah. Regal Power. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. So that, that race can really drop away type thing. But he, he's the horse that you know will be there throughout um, and obviously be having another uh, another dip at the Perth Cup. So, yeah, really uh, a good uh, – to use a good cliche, real good bread and butter horse, BJ. Oh, he's been a bloody good horse since his terrier days. Third in the runway as well. Yeah, yeah. Third in the runway, yeah. Yeah, he's been I mean, he's outstanding. He's about 700,000 yeah. or something like that, you know. So, like, you know, he's – He's one of the original playing gods for the first season crop of him, and yeah, he's been a tremendous horse every year when when carnival time comes. OG playing, <laughs> he's, he's an original. Uh, Steve, you've um, you've got um, some some good rides we've already spoken about. Um, Buster, of course, um, interesting runner for me. I just want to ask you a little bit about a horse by the name of Torpedo Man. Uh, I'm sure the listeners would be interested if you could give us a little bit of insight into what sort of horse he is. He's well, he won a, won a trial quite well from in front uh, recently. First up in not a bad three-year-old race, race two on uh, on Saturday of the 1200. Give us a little bit of um, inside running onto the talents of Torpedo Man. Uh, yeah, he's a horse that I, I've got a fair bit of time for. Um, he's had a few little injuries through his career um, as a younger horse and um, only had the one start uh, as of as of now, but um, he's tried out really well. His work's, work's also been very good. He's a fast horse on speed horse. Uh, he's out of a, a quick mare, so he he Dad was preferring to, to probably kick him off in something a little bit easier in a maiden um, or or a midweek. But he's drawn some pretty ordinary gates and had to take him out and. Um, Ended up with this race on Saturday, which does look to have some form from from some horses, um, Capricorn Man, Prawns Eleven, uh, Mont Bellamy, and even Universal Playboy. Um, actually, probably all, nearly the whole field do, does have form, so it's going to be um, a good measure of where he's at. And um, I do expect him to, to hold his own. So uh, whether he can come straight out and win. Um, not sure, but I think he'll hold himself in good stead and uh, he'll measure up to this sort of company at some stage and hopefully we can have some fun with him. Very good. Hey, thanks, uh, as always, for giving up your time to have a chat here at the 1-1, Steve. Um, having a tremendous season. Hopefully that uh, continues on into the pinnacles. Best of luck moving forward. Yep. No, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on any time and uh, good to talk to you and um, hopefully we can – yeah, talk a bit later with with some good winners on through the season. Hundred percent. Also, um, I know it's been a tough week for the for the family with the passing of your father in law, Stuart Shanton. So, just regards to to everyone for um, Jess, Ash, Deb, and the family um, from everyone here at the one one. No, thanks. Thanks very much for that. Yeah, it's, it was a bit of a shock. Um, wasn't wasn't expected, and um, to have a heart attack and and pass away. It's, tough for my wife and 
her sister and um, my, my mother-in-law. So yeah, they're they're going through a bit of um, up and down at the moment, and uh, just there to support them and and the grandkids. So yeah, hopefully I can ride a winner for him um, over the over the carnival. It's some um, yeah, support them and. He, he was a tremendous caller back in his day and um, had some, some real talent. So, uh, yeah, it was very sad. You're a good man, Stevie. Thanks again for your time and uh, all the best for the weekend. Thank you. Cheers. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Yes, and as uh, as Stevie Parnham uh, mentioned uh, on the outro just then, uh, Stuart Shenton was a immensely gifted race caller um, growing up. All, all I could really remember is uh, Stewie's voice on the radio um, and on the TV calling uh, West Australian thoroughbreds and, and harness racing um, and other things. But, um, yeah, he was, a, he was a feature of my childhood and my early racing experience. So um, just like to say thank you to uh, Conrad Gomez, the man behind WA Racing Rewind on Facebook. If you ever uh, want to catch up on some nostalgia, in regards to West Australian racing in the 80s and 90s and 2000s, and Conrad's your man. He's got a tremendous uh, page and a tremendous collection of replays. And uh, Conrad and WA Racing Rewind have been kind enough to allow us to play one of uh, Stewie Shenton's uh, most famous race calls. So on our way out to a break, we'll, we'll leave you with the, the dulcet and the, uh, the very humorous tones of the one and only Stewie Shenton. 800 to travel from the back in the leader, J-Man. A length on Satan's lad, Shah packed the box seat. Colray lad, three wide, worked around another Maverick and Jolly Kia. Then Kiwi Tiger in the dark blue. A length Ryobi boy, Generalization. A length Iron Eagle, Ace in Battle about to take off. Well back to end vain, Hot Tuna. And Gold for Australia, last of all. On the corner, at the 400, and J-Man led. Shah Pack got the saloon run. Satan's lad wider, then Jolly Kia, another Maverick, Iron Eagle, and Kiwi Tiger from Colray Lad, Ryobi Boy, and in vain ace in battle at the 200. Shah Pack got to the lead, joined by Iron Eagle, Satan's Lad back in the middle. Iron Eagle, he'll win the last of the day. He sprinted clear of Satan's Lad. Shah Pack has got no courage. Ace in battle right down the outside, but Iron Eagle, Iron Eagle by length and a half to Satan's Lad. Ace in battle third. Shah Pack had life off me today. No more, son. And then another. Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Lestia Stakes Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we are teaming up to record episode 148 of the 1-1. This is your West Australian Racing Podcast. It's uh, just after 11.30 on Thursday the 3rd of November. <clears throat> We've got a Bunbury Turf Club at Ascot today. Mount Barker at Albany tomorrow. Ascot Saturday and York Cup, the undulating track there mm. at the base of Mount Bakewell uh, on Sunday, York Cup Day. It's all happening, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, obviously the renovations of Bunbury are still underway and uh, Mount Barker was penciled in for Sunday, was scrapped due to the concerns with the safety of the track. That meeting has been moved to Albany tomorrow, so that gets the great southern season underway. And don't forget, BJ, to stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market. City meets, get out, stakes, 
competition and uh now we've come to the end of our media module mastermind uh road to the prison. <laughs> the road to the the road to the top we uh we now have a grudge match mm. a couple of lads who are flying at the moment as well, well their their connections the yards are connected to are flying i should say and liam peters and tommy wolf will be going head to head in the uh, wa racing monday hotels WA Racing Mastermind. They, they tell me that uh, Liam has been giving Tommy a bit of a touch-up on the golf course lately. You'll need to so, uh, level the <laughs> scoreboard. Tommy's looking to uh, to get one back, I think. So looking forward to, to that uh, Mastermind contest. And speaking of the get-out stakes, Terry, quick shout-out to Tanya Harvey and all the team for Robbie Harvey. They successfully completed the 35-kilometre coast track walk um last friday uh so far i think they're still taking donations for a couple of weeks so far the team for robbie harvey have raised fifteen thousand six hundred and ninety dollars for beyond Huge. blue and um just scanning through the donations i'm i'm thinking one one listeners have contributed well over a thousand dollars towards that the team for robbie harvey so thanks to the one one faithful for getting getting behind the cause and um of course jeremy east hope jezza who uh, has, uh, will be settling up Upper Limits in the Faritha on Saturday. He claimed the super mega get-out stake jackpot last Saturday. Uh, so he got $100 worth of um, gourmet group one meat from Market City Meats and a $100 gift voucher from the Mundaring Hotel as well after um, successfully claiming the get-out stakes last Saturday. Terry? Easy game for him at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, he's Keep doing well. Keep a sweet as well. Doing well, Jezza. I, I forgot. Keep a sweet as well. Mm-hmm. Could, um, could be a big week there for uh, for Jeremy Eastside. So, um, very good. What about uh, Betfair Land? Betfair.com.au. Terry's preview will be on the on the hub tomorrow. Ah, uh, yeah. Tomorrow works. should be on the Lots tomorrow. Of works. Was, yeah, yeah. 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 Didn't go up until Saturday, I don't think, last week. So, a little bit disappointed uh <laughs> should be yeah, you know, should be up there tomorrow morning so tune in we'll have a look i uh words, yeah, i think it'll be a winners, late betting day yeah word, words winners value yeah, thank you etc etc um giddy up with gareth been getting on there well it's about four in the morning they want me to come on or five in the morning they want me to come on at the moment so no just yelling out the uh the, the tips online i'll <laughs> jump on with miles tomorrow on you should the, do uh, a, you it, should the do friday's fitzy's form Froffies or something, whatever that one's called. So I don't know. Whatever my phone rings, I talk to someone. Froffies and I don't put the, the alarms in anymore. I just uh, yeah, just hope you should do this. like a pre-record for Gareth before you go to bed and just send it through and just say this will do. You can play it. Yeah, Guru. yeah. Guru I've, I've never, never considered that. That's something I'll <laughs> definitely look into. I think. <laughs> All right, let's get cracking on Listia Stakes Day, and uh, as always, we get our preview underway with the Ascot track report brought to you by Witten's irrigation and design whether it's racetrack residential or commercial water wisely with Witten's Terry what are we looking at with the rail in the three meter position this Saturday went back to the true last week they did a Friday birdie drain on the inside pad they also were expecting rain on the Friday night didn't come put a bit of irrigation uh, on the track on the surface first thing Saturday morning it looked like the fence wasn't necessarily the place to be back at the True Terry last Saturday. So, what does that mean heading towards three on this Saturday? Oh, it doesn't mean much. I think it was just the overcorrection last week. They didn't put the water on, expecting the water to come from the sky. Yeah, commonly known as rain. And um, and when that didn't occur, they've obviously just tried to correct it, which is understandable. That meant the inside pad was off. So that's what we all say. We say, oh, back to the true. This is going to play on speed, on speed. But I just, as I said last week, I'm just a bit wary of what, what does occur. Yeah. You're on a pad that 
The last that if you include the end of last season, that'd be the last five meetings at the troop had, which have been the rail hasn't been the spot to be. So maybe that part of the deck going forward is something we need to keep an eye on. But I'm also wary that in well, it'll be six weeks or whatever until we race there again, probably not for a little while. Um, I, I remember when we've had Chris Nation on in the past, he's spoken about the different profiles between the zero and, yeah, and the three. Yeah. So I think it's just a troublesome section of the course that they that to get right. Yeah. The, the, that's why our major days are at three metres, aren't they? That's right. And, yeah. and that, I think that's why they must have opted for the Friday Verde drain because it was probably just a bit too firm. Yeah. So um, I think we just got to uh, be mindful that next time they race at the true pad, don't just go, oh, this is going to be off. <laughs> yeah. There might be the over overcorrection, the um, the old double bluff, and uh, it could be an absolute fast lane. So pretty – the one the good thing, a lot of the markets we're going to be talking about um, for the preview – for Saturday, they look very similar to mine, so mm. it's a great opportunity just to genuinely just stay out <coughs> and um, and see what she's doing. But because three meters was opening day, and opening day played really on speed, pace orientated, easterly till about twelve thirty in the morning uh, or twelve thirty in the afternoon, I should say, and then some light um, or southerlies, I think, throughout the afternoon. So look, let's allow fair, but I'm definitely more. I would be more uh, allowing for an on speed day, I should say. 32 degrees. It's more likely it's going to be on speed. 32 degrees today, a bit of warmth. Mm. Um, it's coming. doesn't feel warm in here. Uh, 24 degrees tomorrow and then 28 out at headquarters on Saturday. So it should be a cracking day weather-wise and the track should be um, should be nice and firm and, uh, yeah, hopefully the fast horses can run fast. All right, mm. race one, the tab touch. Be better at life plate over the 1,100 metres for the two-year-olds. Only the six runners here. And we've got the dollar twenty favourite Brave Halo shooting for third straight victory to kick off its career. Yeah, this is just when I took it on last start pretty openly, and uh, I could tell at the four hundred I was in or six hundred I was in big trouble. Um, none of these have trialed all that excitingly. No, yeah, it's a dollar thirty pop. I reckon it's fair. There is just abs. I've got nothing to give here. <laughs> I'm just looking back the last couple of years. Two years ago, there was thirteen runners in this race. Last year, there was 10 runners in the race. Listen to this, Street Parade, Snowdome, Kostya's Crown, Mistrakova, Man Crush were all in this race last year. Right. And the two scratchings were all the King's Man and Rev It Up. So interesting that the um, the numbers are a bit lighter on this time around and talent a bit lighter on as well, except for the, the fave. So they've gone for the, the claim rather than just um, keep Geordie on board, Kesh Duran claiming two, taking the handicap down to 57.5. But I haven't seen a lot that I've liked from from the rest of the field, to be honest. I think like a leopard, the stable mate of uh, Brave Halo might have only just <laughs> been in the race to to, uh, to ensure, bump up. Ensure there is a race. <laughs> bump up the field size there. But um, I, I made a little um case more for a place for good vibes on debut neville and stephen parnham there i didn't mind the run got held up at a crucial stage ran fourth i think if um favorite out i think good vibes will be the first or so what it's worth very good that was quick that was too long still i reckon race two uh the furphy handicap for the three-year-olds over 1200 meters now this is not a bad contest eight runners but uh, a bit of talent here my bellamay most impressive on debut, Capricorn Man's got uh, bust the form 
Prawn's 11. I don't know what it was doing going the line there. They looked like it was trying to bite the other horse, but it's, uh, it's uh, got some talent as well. Um, we spoke to Stevie Parnham about Torpedo Man, which he's got an uh, opinion of, and Universal Playboy has um, been untouched in two lead-up trial wins. It's, it's resuming from a spell as well. Not a bad, uh, not a bad three-year-old contest, this one, Terry. Yeah, I, to be honest, I think you can only really guess and yeah. speculate how a lot of these are going to line up against each other. You could you could have liked what you saw from a certain horse. You would have loved Universal Playboys uh, two trials. They were as good a trials as you're going to see. And it's very unlike Michael Lane to sort of rush him into this type of grade. Like he's not going to be doing that unless he thinks this is uh, this is a really nice horse. So, but it's obviously a lot. Um, it's a different kettle of fish to come and do it on, on race day rather than. Um, then doing it at the trials, my Bella May gets a nice run. Interestingly, give me one reason, gets about six kilos on it, and it was on the inferior part of the track last start. So I'm definitely not tipping give me one reason, but that's a that's a massive weight swing, isn't it, for yeah. a, a horse that gets uh, barrier um, advantage on it as well. Should mm -hmm. probably land next to it um, in the run. There's a heap of speed on here. I love Prawns 11 as a horse. I've, I've been saying for a while, I think Prawns 11 is a really, really nice horse, but I hate backing them when they've – going to carry the most weight in their career at their hardest race comfortably to date. It just seems like you uh, – it doesn't really all line up. $3.84 bucks does not get me. So um, current prices, I'm, I'm not near a bet on anything here. Um, but – it's a good race. It's generally, on those races, you should just be watching unless unless you get some wild. And to be honest, if there is a wild drift, I'd usually say I'll bet up on the drift, but I reckon the drift will know better than me. Mm. That's the thing. So I've sort of marked at Bellamy 350, Prawns and Universal Playboy about five bucks. The rest of them double figures. Okay. I was big, big price Capricorn. The one, I, the one thing I was, I don't think Capricorn Man can win. Okay. That's the one thing I'll, I'll go with. Uh, well, Torpedo Man's going to lead him up. Capricorn uh, Man. Maybe, maybe not. Torpedo Man. It led a trial. It's a different kettle of fish jumping and leading um, at the races, but I think they'll be trying to lead them up, yeah. So but Capricorn Man's Capricorn not Man super quick either. Yeah. No, it bustles there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Torpedo Man, Capricorn Man breeze is how I've got it, but it also wouldn't surprise me if, if Cash keeps going so, and tries sorry, to find the rail. Sorry, mate. My bad. Did you – what price did you say you had my Bella? 350 350 okay. Yeah, yeah, $3.50. So it's a pretty strong data. Yeah, very strong. Horse, I'm pretty sure. But uh, for me, that's that's – it doesn't mean much like in, in this setting. Like it got the run it had to that day. The other horses have done what they could have done or what they I, – I don't I don't think that tells us a huge amount, uh, to be honest. But she will probably be the extremely well-backed runner on – it's funny. I, I was going to say on route to the Placid Arc, but maybe not because I know Brock Luthwaiter said he wants to go to the Placid Arc with Prawns 11. For me, it doesn't make a huge amount of sense. Like he's going to get a run. It's a 16-horse mm. field. Just go there next week. Don't run here. Don't run here. So yeah. just keep an eye out. Some of these might do some – uh, recon on what the final field looks like. The Placid Art, they'll see it won't be a capacity field and they'll all get a run. So, yeah, in saying that, this you don't often see 56 plus three old races on a on a Saturday. It's a sort of a is this a different setup or am I confused? Oh, I think the reason I was confused is because there's a um, three year old this race. Is, this is a one MW handicap. Yeah, whereas so usually, one metric, usually yeah, the opens, um, usually, usually they're opens and they're usually the set weights and penalties as well. And the fact on the same day you got a 1400 meter three year old race as well, which yeah. is potentially taking some yeah. combatants out of. So, um, so you, we don't have many Saturday handicaps for the three year olds yeah. until January onwards. So usually they're set weights and penalties, but um, yeah, which yeah. is gives, black gives this a bit of a give this a bit of a different feel to it. Um, I just was so, so impressed with the trials of Universal Playboy. Uh, it was 450. What are we thinking at the moment? 440 around that mark. Is that what it is across the board? Yeah. yeah. Oh, mate, you, they, you don't troll better. Yeah. Just, they just don't troll better than that. So, let yeah, yeah, they just don't troll better. But 
yeah, the amount of times we've chimed into them. You have to think what type of level it has to run to on debut to win as mm. well. That's a different thing. Like this goes to a maiden, it goes around a dollar twenty, dollar thirty because it has to run X race. But comes out here, it has to run to a certain level, which is um, and it's also a twelve hundred meter race comparative to the nine hundred thirty meter trials. Um, it'll have to sit here as well. It's never easy. I know it's not on debut. Uh, I presume it went shinny. It doesn't say it there, but didn't get didn't get a lot of luck. It at didn't, a but it also stage. wasn't traveling well yeah. enough to win it though either that yeah. day. If you watch that replay again, so I reckon just yeah, you can just tell the way Chris sat on it in the trials and the way that Laney has gone to this race when he could go to a maiden. I reckon they think it's real good. Yeah. So yeah, just this is just a it's a it's a cracker. Yeah, wouldn't talk yet any. Five bucks would just about get me. I think. Yeah, still Playboy. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My Bella May, exciting. Really liked its trials. Um, strong winner on debut. Two fifty is just not quite there for me. Mm. So I'm I'm leaning Universal Playboy right at this moment in time. Very good. Race three is the Carbine Club of WA Apprentices Cup over the twenty one hundred meters. What's going on here, riders wise, Guru? Well, Pete McCormick from our McCormick book making um, chucked up and he was bang on there. Uh, there's a dearth of apprentices in Western Australia at the moment. So yeah. admired who's horse number nine can't actually get a start in the final field. Um, well, can't get a rider to ride the race. <laughs> so there are, uh, yeah, we're looking who's at missing? probably- Who's missing? Oh, geez, I don't know. Is it a weight thing? Could give the- um, no, because I think oh, it could be they can ride without the claim. Like Brandon's only riding with half a kilo. Yeah. Lactar's riding with no with no claim whatsoever. So, so yeah, we've got an apprentices cup. We've got only eight apprentices to um, to uh, yeah. to take the ride. So that means that nine admired who is actually in the field doesn't have a rider. And then we've got the two emergencies and oh so tempting and dance of. The South. Good luck um, to the top two as well. Cassie and Luke having their first Saturday ride. Yeah. Uh, I think they're both still ineligible. I presume Luke is because he would be getting more rides, I'd suggest. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, the, the way I'm going to attack this is I think you're going to have – that's funny as rolling forward, juicing carrots aren't you far from them. I think it'll be a bit of a mess. So it tends to be a bit of a mess up front. I like to look at – the better hoops uh, in this situation. So we'll look at the Lactars. I just don't know if Chuckaluck's going to win a race in that fashion. I think yeah. Chuckaluck will win a race when it can lead again. Yeah, Holly's. And, and this isn't the one. So Holly Watson's the is the go-to for me here. Yeah. Um, Blackwater Bay, they absolutely walked last start. It was actually really good. I think it was actually really good. Just just, just go back to last and, and put it to sleep. Um, Probably should have yeah. won the other day, really. It just, it just went so slowly. Yeah. It went 10, 15, 20 lengths. Couldn't, couldn't get out so. when he wanted to. Could yeah, exactly yeah. right. So just go back to last, put it to sleep and just let – all of the carnage sort of unfold. Um, I think try for us is a big, strong figure horse. So we could be really well backed, which could mean we see sort of $4 plus Blackwater late. 350 is enough. 330 is probably enough, to be honest with you. Um, with Blackwater Bay, I just I get the feeling that if we show some patience, especially keeping in mind Admired's going to come out, take away 8% of the market at the moment, and you're down to your three. 20 from the current price anyway so um and the other one i think that there isn't a huge amount between them at the moment and the horse has gone really well for him in the past is so well again i'd if if i was steven brand then i'd just be saying this just put it out the back let it just go to sleep when they all start making their moves don't don't do it just 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 wait let it turns into a shit fight yeah and um and have the final pop i think blackwater bay is probably a length better horse to be honest um but one's going to go around 350 one will go around 13 14 dollars so um that's the way i'll be playing it in a day where i don't like a huge amount early it's one race i'm pretty happy to attack those two and going to attack blackwater bay and um save on so well 
Late prices, probably. Okay, yeah. Keen Blackwater Bay as well. Just just a note for the listeners out there that, <clears throat> pardon me, that's funny as also an acceptor in the York Cup on Sunday. So Dear it's may. Well, dual, that changes things dual drastically. Because then suddenly Chuck Luck might be able to find the top. Mm. I hadn't actually looked at the York Fields yet, BJ. Well, there you go. Very like, I'm glad I've not a bet yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah. So, yeah, just keep an eye on that, guys, because that's funny as is uh, important for, for both races, really. So. That's a $70,000 race with Billy Ray up to 1900 with mm. Billy Ray, Divine Shadow, Native Chimes. I think this is an easier race and it's worth more. Yep. So, I would be surprised if they're running Sunday. Okay. All right. So, yeah, Blackwater. Buddley Ludd as well. Blackwater Bay is- That's a uh, good little York Cup, actually. Yeah, it's not bad, is it? That's a good one. Yeah, definitely run. It should definitely be running because you're going to get the lead to yourself and you're drawing the widest gate as well on on uh, on Sunday. So, yeah, I've just decided for the stable they're, they're running Saturday. I, I think I, I really like – I know she's, she's raw, but I really like the way that the horses respond to uh, Cassie Martin. Um mm-hmm. They just they just seem to, to run for a bit. She's already chalked up quite a few winners in a short period of time. They won on Corncob on uh, the first at Jero uh, on on uh, on Tuesday. So yeah, Cassie's going to going to ride a heap of winners, I reckon, with um, apprentice to S J Miller. But uh, I'm with you, Terry. Blackwater Bay, Adam Durant. The stable's just starting to purr. Holly Watson, the leading apprentice on board. Go back, whip around them. Should be should outstay them comfortably, I believe. Yep, I'm with you. Race four is the Magic Millions Handicap. This is the graduation over the 1,400 metres. Pennies a field <clears throat> for uh, Brad McManus and uh, co. Is the uh, is $4 here. Kostya's crown, who was scratched out of the Faritha to, uh, to race against the older horses, is the current $3 favourite. Um, there's a few other horses here shaping the market. Sella Vista's won its last two. Trade War doesn't like winning a lot these days, but was an eye catcher the other day. And cheerful moment having its first start for the Chris and Michael Ganjimi yard. Yes, another ride for Jared Noski. Probably goes to the breeze, I'd say. Mm. Um, if Costas Cram begins like it did last start, I think they'll just they have take to. like out of the equation and yep. lead again. Yep. Um, yeah, it's the way I'm going. It's a pretty easy on top selection for me, to be honest. Uh, I know it only won a maiden. I don't usually like following him up after that. But if you go through all of its runs, even the day it, it failed, yep. they gave it a month after. It was 1,000 to 1,400. They gave it a month after that. And that race has just produced like winner after winner. Like it's... It's a fairly impressive list of horses. Uh, was like it the Man, Man Crush? Man, it was a half a length of Man Crush, Sanctorio, yeah. Galaxy Affair, Lord Ganicus, Legacy of Tara and Demolish yeah. were in that race. And um, and I reckon the fact that it was scratched a couple of times after that, there might have been a little niggle, a little issue that they found, and they've got him right. Uh, he jumped well. He looked fluent. He looked happy in the run. He beat absolutely nothing, and that doesn't really count towards anything, but – these three-year-olds are just speeding up on the older horses yeah. time in, time out. Time and time again, I'm $2.50. I'm, look, I, I've got the – I'm expecting him to trade at like $3.40, $3.50, so I haven't really um, thought about having the bet yet. Uh, but that's that's probably the main question. I actually marked Trade War second favourite. Um, I thought Trade War's last start was was huge. I know Brad doesn't like that too much with Penny's a field in the race, obviously. I thought Penny was just a touch flat last start. Um, I reckon she was a length, length and a half off. 
what she would have been her at full capacity the other day. So. Yeah. So, but the one thing that's with her here, if she can jump, is potential for a one-one. Yeah. Uh, I think Lack actually doesn't want to go too slowly here and let those horses tack on because yeah. they're all a bit slower. Well, then, then Costas. There's Crown a bit. Of, there's a bit start, of closing so. speed there, though, isn't there? Trade War, Celavista, and Penny. So he'd want to be rolling a bit like the other day, to be honest. So exactly um, right. And it's the good thing with holding fire here as well is if we find out that inside pad isn't really all that good a spot to be on, there might be another betting opportunity because it's not that far for my price so um yeah i i expect pennies a field to uh to bounce back she's just under my price that's that's all it comes down to for her but yeah stella vista's probably the biggest unders of the day i'd suggest at five bucks 550 i'm significantly longer it's won a couple of races which have been nicely set up it's going to probably have to come from behind penny and, and trade, trade war, war. yeah Deary May, I don't know. I think Brad will be trying to sell his shares in uh, in pennies if uh, Stella Vista's coming from Boston and grabbing you. Mama Tembu, I was I was a shorter price Mama Tembu this yeah. Vista, so yeah. Mama Tembu's flying. Um, can it hold a spot? I'm not sure. Concord Zone doesn't lose first up. Just didn't draw a gate. If it drew one or something and was fifteen dollars each way, that might be a different uh, a different kettle of fish. Um, but no, good little race. But I'll just go with the the horse. I think can jump lead and the three year old and cost his crown. Yeah, keep it the the simple uh, policy there. Keep it simple. Yeah, exactly. Lactar right. and uh, exactly Team right. Casey straight at the front. Costas and um, yeah, I, if rated well in front, given a good kick, I, I think they're going to struggle to run him down. I think he's got plenty of ability. Cost his yep. crown. So. Um, yeah, he might have might find his niche as being more of a on speed horse as well. So, Costas Crown, uh, the way to go in uh, race four. Terry, let's take a break. Um, we'll be back with Tommy Wolf versus Liam Peters in the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind. All right, BJ, it's now time for the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind competition grudge match. Grudge match. Grudge we're, match. we're back into uh, regular rotation. Um, with some returning guests, actually, we will bring a in a couple of areas. guests that'll be on top of the world. I, I reckon. reckon we need to pick their a couple of black top successes. Yeah, they're flying the last seven days. Absolutely humming these two. So the Mundaring, of course, has been the heart of the hills since 1899. Located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring, uh, Ian Butchie O'Connor, publican up there at the Mundaring, who have been with us since day one here at the one one uh, feed flutter froffies. Family atmosphere, big deck, beautiful weather. Go, go up to the Mundaring, say good day to Butchie. And um, yeah, let him know that you listen to the One One, your West Australian Racing podcast. Now, the both of these guys have had a crack at the mastermind before. Uh, let's bring in Tommy Wolf from the red hot Fernie Racing Yard. Tommy, welcome back to the show. Yeah, boys, how are we going? Very good, Tommy. Very good. How were the uh, how were the well, first of all, congratulations. Yeah. I should congratulations. start. Congratulations. Congratulations uh, with the win of laced up heels. It allowed me to throw a bit of a uh, a little bit of a uh, little bit of a uh, what do you call it? I threw the little tweet out, which dearie <laughs> man. I said at the time, I said, "Watch this. <laughs> Watch what this will uh, this will upset a few people." I reckon, but uh, I tell you what, Luca. Luca's been telling us from a from a fair way out that she goes pretty good laced up heels, and uh, I could imagine the big fella had a fair old strut on him post that victory, Tommy, on Tuesday. Yeah, he did. He had one going into it, and then it carried on until about ten thirty at night. So yeah, he's seen pretty well, the big fella. <laughs> So, Tommy, what what would you classify your uh, position at Fernie? Are you the are you the foreman? He keeps the beer assistant trainer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got my foreman's license. Now. I like to 
think I'm just too there to Luke, but you know, he's a big dog, equals the shots, and I just chip around with him and we do our best, yeah. You sure do. Well, you, a double on uh, Melbourne Cup, though, of course, Wild Bell was uh, impressive as well. And la- laced up heels, the giant killer, knocked off Amelia's jewel. What's um, the plan? So is Wild Bell to the Placid Arc and laced up heels will be to the champion Phillies? Yeah, I think at this stage that's the, that's mm-hmm. the plan. But I think uh, Wild Bell will probably definitely go to the Placid Arc. But um, I think Luke's kind of the impression that laced up heels is pretty versatile. So head to the champion Phillies and then if he needs to pull up stumps and go shorter or stretch out a bit further then he can do both of those she's pretty versatile so Position it's funny, isn't it? Because we were talking. I, I still, I actually haven't looked at the updated markets, but uh, Amelia's Jewel is your favourite for the um, for the Kingston Town, and obviously this is only fourteen hundred. This will be eighteen. The northerly, sorry, the northerly, mm-hmm. and um, you've just knocked her off fair and square. I mean, it, it's not impossible to start dreaming about even potentially some Group One glory with laced up heels, and then I reckon that yeah, the four thousand Coronas Luke mentioned might be closer to forty thousand. I'd suggest. Yeah, well, I'd hate to see the, the statement <laughs> and nothing if that happens, but, um, yeah, I'm probably going to hide here a few weeks after. I'm just going to keep yourself safe, but, well, yeah, you'll have a dream, so that'd be nice. 100%. Well, That's good, what it's all about. Good dreaming luck. game. Good luck to LK and yourself, Tommy. You've got man crush in the Faritha on, uh, on Saturday mm-hmm. as well, coming off a uh, gallant second placing in the Belgravia. But let's uh, let's bring in your, um, your combatant here. Uh, Liam Peters, you're back on the 1-1. How's it going, boys? Thanks for having me again. Now, Liam, uh, the Vortex, the Cerise and White Vortex, is just starting to spin again after uh, a lean patch. Um, what's, uh, what's the confidence levels heading in towards the start of the Pinnacles next uh, next Saturday? Oh, well, it was obviously a pretty unlucky stretch lately, uh, having windstorm go amiss and things like that. Um, but look, we're even with um, devoted run the other day. We were pretty happy, so we're still confident going into the pinnacles as long as well he can get the run. So Liam, we're going to put you on the spot. Are you team devoted or team treasured star right at this moment in time? From I uh, um, from the railway stakes point of view, or railway stakes point of view. It's hard to split them, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I might have to sit on the fence for this one. Oh, I, I do have a lot of He's, he's learned from the best, hasn't he? <laughs> Deary me, he's learned from the best. He's absolutely learned from the best. But so it must be funny these three-year-old, um, well, the three-year-old features that are occurring, and they're worth a bit more this year. And it's probably the first time a Cerise and White haven't had any real proper uh, representation. Mm. I guess it's a, it's a bit of a different carnival. Obviously, um, what's his name? Santo, who owns all the bustler. Oh, uh, Gualiado. Gualiado. Yeah, I yeah. want to try and pronounce it. So, <laughs> uh, we were just saying um, before he's sort of uh, taken over the mantle this year as uh, the number one owner. Has Bob got a? Is he determined? Is he determined? Is there a, is there a, a reason you think you've had a, a lean year in that sense? Is there um, yeah? What's the what's the thoughts out of the camp? Uh, well, no, not many particular reasons. Um, we've had a our fair share of uh, good luck and bad luck, but mm-hmm. a lot of bad luck for sure. So uh, there's been a few that have um, needed to rehab for a couple of things and. Um, some that are just going to be taking a lot longer than the others, I guess. So, yeah, that's um, just this crop, hopefully. 
I think I'm, I'm probably a bit harsh as well because of the standards which have been set for so long. Like we bar, sort of, we sort of just, um, we sort of just expect that uh, they'll be winning basically every three-year-old race, especially when you get out <laughs> to over a journey. So you have you have one year where you're not, uh, you don't have too many uh, in in the firing line, and, and everyone starts, uh, you know, what's happening here? What's happening here? And as you said, it might just be a, a slightly quieter crop, but uh, hey, it'd be a brave man to bet against it happening again next year. I reckon. Liam, your um, your, your grandpa's uh, shifted. Uh, many of his East Coast-based horses into the camp. John Leake Jr. at Pakenham. When will uh, John Leake Jr. and his team there, when will they roll out the Cerise and White Colours for the first time, do you expect? Uh, thinking of rolling them out within the next couple of weeks. Any particular horse we should be keeping an eye out for? Oh, well, it would. it'll be good to see uh, Frigid again. And yep. uh, she did... Amazing with uh, Mickey uh, at Belmont, but um, it's a bit hard to race her at Ascot. Uh, just, she prefers a bit more given the ground. So sending her over there, there's a bit more rain often. So it's, uh, yeah, good for her. And uh, she's a slow burner, but every time she steps out, she looks bigger and better. So hopefully she's filled out perfectly now. Very good. Well, good luck to... Um to Cerise and White over the weekend and uh, the upcoming carnival, but um, we're going to get rolling on this mastermind. Fellas, your names are your buzzers. You both know how to play. <clears throat> and to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. We're, we're no longer in tournament mode, Terry, so it's back to first to three. All right? So is it back to me? 100% it is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Wolf, are you ready? Yeah, all good. Liam Peters, are you ready? Yep, ready. Three, two, one. All right, who am I? Well, I do not have the talent of some of the sprinting machines to come from this stable prior. I'm a horse who simply does not tell a lie. I've amassed over half a million dollars in prize money with my 43 start career yielding 10 victories. One of those was at stakes level with eight of those wins being over my pet journey of 1,200 metres. Stephen Parnham has only sat aboard me once, but it was a winning steer, which was not only my most recent victory, but also my only black type success. I went around at any old price that day. Bit of a fun fact, Steve's brother Chris has also only rode me once, and again, that was for one victory. Jason Brown was my hoop the majority of my career uh, with six wins aboard me, with Lacta Romoli on top for the other two. I have nothing humorous to add in regards to the horse's name, and I don't think the lads have got it, BJ. <laughs> I've come to the end. That's it. Anyone want to have a crack? Jason Brown, key, key points of note, Jason Brown, a stable that's had some star sprinters in the past. Stevie Parnham rode in the last couple of years. Once, big price winner. Beat the Spruker. <laughs> Three, two. Yeah, I'll have a crack with Bruce Almighty. Well, it's not, not, <laughs> it's not Bruce Almighty, but I don't, I don't mind that. Was don't that you, Tommy? That. that was Tommy. All right, yeah. Liam for the steal. Three, two, one. One. I uh, got nothing, boys. Okay. BJ, you haven't heard this yet, who is it? 
Karakapo. It is Karakapo. Very yeah. good. In my defence, lads, I had to rush one together because I uh, I did one which was connected to one of you lads, and I realised who was on the show afterwards. <laughs> so I had to quickly uh, I had to quickly whack one up. But it was Karakapo won the Bunbury Stakes at about a hundred to one. Yes. Um, Claire Voints was favourite that day. Correct. Steve Parnham sat the breeze. Look, gone a long way from home. It just kept on kept on whacking away. Caracapo. Caracapo. What a horse he's been. Yes. Absolute marvel there for that team. How's that like Steve Parnham one for one? Chris Parnham one for one. On the horse. Yeah. In their career. I think Chris Parnham wrote in the day that they got protested against by Megazine. Potentially. Yeah. I could be wrong. Yes. Yeah, anyway. All right, gents. Next question. Name the Ascot trainer Melbourne Cup winning hoop Mark Zara was indentured to when commencing his apprenticeship in Western Australia. <laughs> Jeez, that's a tough one, BJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's up before my time. I got no idea. There. Yeah, no, that's that was how I responded to that um, as well, Tommy. Mate, he's won the uh, won the cup. All right, three, three two, two, one. one. Uh, Dean White was the Dean, uh, White. Dean White was uh, Mark Zara's master before he shifted over to Victoria, and he's never been back. And now he is one of the. Uh, the best riders in the country. Hey, right. Liam, can we test your buzzer, mate, just to see if it's working? <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, mate, she's working on Twitter. Uh, that's a toughie, though. Dearie me. <laughs> Dearie me. All right. What rider is currently equal with Clint Johnston-Porter on top of the statewide WA Jockey Premiership? Liam. Liam. Uh, I'll go with Chris Parnham. Incorrect. Tommy Wolf. Tom. I'll go Natasha Faithful. Oh, oh Tommy. Correct. I thought oh. we were gonna if you got the, if you guys both got that one wrong, we have to go to the kids' set. <laughs> we're actually gonna have to pull out the old uh, the old ten to fifteen year old trivial pursuit. Tash and CJP, uh at the moment of recording anyway, are together on twenty nine wins. Good start of the season. All right. Tommy one, Liam, yet to score. Name the horse. That won a ratings 72 handicap on Lestia Stakes Day 2020 before winning a winter bottom stakes at his very next start. Tom. Tommy. Um, Elite Street. Yeah, correct. Tommy. He's found his momentum there. Yeah. He's his feet. All right. Next question Who trains explosive Kalgoorlie sprinter pedal power? Tommy. Tommy. Uh, Justin, Justin Robin. Justin oh, <laughs> A little whitewash oh. here. A little whitewash. You must have a really bad internet connection there, Liam. <laughs> you, I um, must do. I'm, I'm down south for a couple of days. I blame oh, it on here, come, here come excuses. <laughs> hey, Liam, you, your mate's giving you the bum steer for the, for the best Wi-Fi connection in the house. <laughs> he's, in the, he's, he's in the other room laughing at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet he is, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Hey, mate. Uh, Tommy Wolf, 3-0. He was, he Can't was, lose at the moment, the uh, Fernie Yard, can they? They're just red hot. Yeah. They're uh, undeniable at the moment, the Fernie camp here. Tommy Wolf, congratulations. 3-0, mastermind winner, $100 gift voucher is in the mail. Mate, how's it feel? Yeah, it's good. Normally, I'm used to Liam giving me a touch up on the golf course, so it's nice to find find something I can beat him. <laughs> so, Tommy, the big question is: What was the better bet today? You beating Liam or Yemen Lass in the last? <laughs> uh, one was a dollar one, and one should be about a hundred. So, I'll let you decide. What, <laughs> what, what, what I don't I think you were. A, I don't think you were a hundred to one. I don't think you were a hundred to one. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> 
I must say, I must <laughs> say, I must say though, Liam, it's very challenging to do these mastermind questions without mentioning anything to do with uh, Peter's investment. So, um, yeah. yeah, so <laughs> had to go a little bit wide with the questions today just to uh, just to uh, make it fair across the board. But uh, Tommy Wolf, three nil. Got the broom out, swept Liam. Liam, thanks for uh, thanks for t- taking time out of your break down south to uh, say good day to us here at the one one, and and good luck uh, moving into the pinnacles with with everything. Yeah, thank you, boys. Cheers, Tommy. Uh, I won't go too easy on you next time we play out of mainland. Very good, Tommy. Can we uh, catch up with you next Thursday so you can defend your title and make your run towards Mastermind Mount Rushmore? Yeah, I'll be around. I'll make sure of it. Very Wonderful. good. Tommy, you at the track later today? What, Sherman? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Oh, I'll, I'll be there too. I'll see you in the server. Tommy Wolf, congratulations. Oh, Liam, all the best. Thank you. All right, Mastermind is back underway. We've got a new champion. Dominant. New champion. Unchalant <clears throat> doesn't rush in. It's Tom says it slowly. Yeah, that might be. He's very laconic, isn't yeah, he? Might, yeah, it might, be, might get him into strife later on. His uh, favourite actor. Down Harry the Laconic. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, he needs to get a bit uh, a bit more vocal. There's Tommy, um, but uh, yeah, um, they just can't do can't put a foot wrong, can't they? Anyone uh, mixed up with that camp? But uh, yeah, thanks again to everyone up there at the Mundaring Hotel. Tommy Wolf's got a hundred dollar gift voucher on the way to uh, spend there up at the heart of the hills. Um, very good. Always looking for new talent here at uh, at the one one new mastermind talent. So if you want to have a crack, um, send us a message on um, on Twitter, and uh, we'll get you on uh, to take on Tommy Wolf next Thursday. All right, bit of talent to discuss here, Terry. In the C Corp for Ether Stakes race five of the day over the fourteen hundred meters. Colts and Geldings lead up to the WA Guineas in two weeks' time. Snowdome, Man Crush, All the King's Men, Rejuva King. The unbeaten bustler, Upper Limits, and Uncle Jared. Only the seven, but uh, talent-laden for Ether Stakes. Certainly is. Definitely is. Certainly is, yeah. It certainly is. Um, probably a race that I'm probably most looking forward to for the day, I'd suggest. Um, from a speed map point of view, how did, how did you have it all uh, eventuating? We spoke, well, to, we spoke Steve to Steve earlier. Yeah. We, got bit, we got our wires crossed a little bit, didn't we? We should have pre- uh, well, I, I discussed that aspect. I just felt listening or hearing a bit of capital post race that Snowdome didn't really appreciate it being dictated to by Mancrush in the Belgravia stakes, and that perhaps they'd look to um, take um, the bull by the horns in the Faritha on Saturday and go straight to the front with Snowdome and sort of control your own destiny there, railing in front. Um, so I had Snowdome leading. Man crush coming out, out, sitting outside it. Uncle Jared leaders back, and all the Kingsmen in the one-one bustler, bustler trailing all the Kingsmen. Okay, what, what were you thinking? I just thought they might look at taking a trail with Snowdome. It was a good win uh, last prep over All Show and Swear to God, three wide with cover. Um, it's got a really nice turn of foot to Snowdome, I think as well. Um, so I think. I think Neville won't give Chris any specific instructions, but I think he'll be open to that. And I, traditionally, Chris is a, a pretty patient jockey. He's happy to let that occur. So I, I reckon that Luke will be pretty keen for Clint to get across and find the fence with Man Crush. Okay. And I just think it might mean that Paul Harvey and, and all the King's men are sort breeze. of like, well, what do we do here? And they end up in the breeze. And 
Uh, Snowdome probably ends up, um, well, we choose its back really from there, I guess. And, and Bustler's probably not far from the back of Snowdome. So, yeah, I'll tell you what, that, that brings, that brings Bustler into a commanding field position. Well, I think either way it does. I mean, I, who knows? You get a real hot rail. It's earlier in the day. It's not that earlier in the day. What's time at 2.30 or something, yeah. 10 past three. Um, not as easy to make ground. But again, you've, you've got to look at it. And no disrespect to Miss Vasari, but you've beaten home Miss Vasari and Sweet Tea. So there's definitely still some. And then there's definitely still that aspect. You've got to prove it against uh, the three-year-olds. We know that these three-year-olds, every time they race, the older horses, they're just mm. winning. They're just winning. They're just winning. So we definitely still need to see it. Um, you can hear it though, can't you? Yeah, you, you can, can hear yeah, it. In the voices, you can, so. you can. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, it's one that I know is never going to probably be a bet for me. I was two dollars fifty in all fairness, and there is two dollars fifty around, but that's my price, and that's not a a desperate to be unpriced type Brad, thing. Brad so. wasn't interested in taking any bets. Two ten. No, good on him muscle. as well. Yeah, good on him as well. So um, yeah, it has to be super hard to beat. The other horse that could come across if it's jumping better and it hasn't jumped its last two is obviously upper limits from seven. It could come across from the breeze. So um, I think there's enough speed on here for uh, for Bustler to get over the top of him um, if good enough. And I think he's probably good enough. Hmm. Yeah, well, I listened to, well, we just spoke to Stevie and listened to Neville uh, on the radio on the way in. Yeah, he was giving Bustler the nod ahead of Snowdome. I just thought there was the discrepancy between the two was was a bit off considering price wise. Yeah, I, I that's the thing. It's hard to line up. I, I, mean, I think I, I think Snowdome's a pretty good horse. So uh, I'm, I'm guts in for the guineas, which I'm sort of regretting now. I, I, I it was a toss up between which and Neville's to go with early doors yeah. and. Um, yeah, my, my main thing is I hope it I hope Snowdome from a personal point of view, I hope it runs well and they push yep. onto the guinea so I can create a book at least yeah. <laughs> and go around it as yeah. as need be. So um but yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It should well probably will what, be. What's the best price best price available Snowdome? Nah, I'm not for the guineas? No, now. I'll, I'll oh, about three fifty or something. Three, so yeah. three fifty versus two fifty. I was about four bucks, I think. So yeah. all the King's Man's probably been one of the unluckiest horses throughout its entire career as well. Like, and it looks like it's gone from that level this prep. So yep. great little addition for the race for PK Huckle. Yeah. What a man PK Huckle <laughs> is. Um, yeah, so I think he might be on course soon. Soon, so be here a couple for, of weeks yeah, away. Yeah, we guineas. Here, friend of the friend of the show, Paul Huckle, yeah. will be will be on course for the guineas for all the King's Men. But yeah, no, it's a yeah, it's. I think the market's bang on. Mm. I think the market's bang on. They're going to continue to show Man Crusher probably a, a little lack of respect. Um, but when you've got that racing style, it's a, it's a good it's a good starting point. You're going to be out in front rolling along and we might get a, a hot inside pad. So you're not losing anything with uh, with the Pontiff uh, going off for CJP. So it, it's one that it's currently $7, $8. It wouldn't surprise me if Man Crusher sort of starts – 16, 14, 15, 16 Betfair because there will be strong, there will be strong money. Yeah, yeah, there'll be strong money for uh, for Bustler and and Snowdome, and I think you will find that uh, all the Kings men won't be a huge drifter either. So, um, so yeah, they'll they'll hold and yeah, man crush. If you've got a real opinions. firm opinion about something like. like if you do think Bustle's the best three-year-old, then it might be worth having a shop around and trying to take $5 for the guineas if you're not keen to getting involved at the $2, 30 40 50 So, um, yeah, it's it's actually a really good race to sit back and enjoy um, and view. So, current prices don't get me. What price are you, Bustler? I was two eighty. dollars There you go. Bustler. There you go. And I was like three twenty for Snowdome. Oh, wow. I had them pretty close. Jeez, uh, right. But I had Snowdome leading, though. So... Mm -hmm. Um, maybe maybe they will. I'm I'm just going off um, 
that run last prep. Yeah. And, and the fact that they're considering, do we go further? Do we come back in trips? Sometimes if you're considering going further, do we look at finding a um, a back here? Can we can we let down? And those, I just, what I see, I reckon Snowdome's got the ability to let down, maybe not point to point of Bustler, but all I'll say to you is put Snowdome in those 260 plus graduations. You reckon it wallops them? No, like Bustler did? Flogs Absolutely flogs them. Mm. So this, sometimes I just say like chop and change that horse, put that horse there, put that horse there. Like mm. Also the... Belgravia, Snowdome copped an almighty whack mm. across the snows from Paul Harvey. On, I worry about how it's travelling before that. On Man, sort of thing. Man Crush. Um, I think he was just building. He was just building. Mm. So That was a slow lane one-off as well. Snowdome could have almost won that, and if he doesn't get hit across the nose, he could have won still that. Having, still having nightmares. <laughs> yeah. <that's> Western Australian <laughs> punting is still having nightmares. I don't think the, I don't think anyone I spoke to is uh, not on Snowdome in that T particular race. Team, so. team Snowdome licking, licking their wounds still. <laughs> Paddy Carey somehow gets on the hot part oh, of the track. It's all starting to make and sense. Then, it's and then he gets the back of Snowdome. It was a 1,000 out of 10. Oh, it's all starting to yeah, make 100%, sense. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm filthy. I'm filthy. Still, so. She's not that yeah. good. It's all it's all coming together. Tell you it's what, crystallizing. Though, go back and watch every single one of Paddy's rides on anything in the um, lime green and red. Like he hasn't ridden one bad steer, I don't reckon, on a Miss Kentucky or a Millions Jewel the whole way through. Like it's incredible. In inspired. He gets it exactly right. It's like when yeah, Pikey puts on the cerise ride. <laughs> he just. Uh, he just lives. So he probably rides a couple it's of bad like ones, but he on doesn't. He's putting on his cape, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Right. He's got the full Matty Pavlis, <laughs> you reckon? Putting on your Superman cape. Uh, look, I am listening and um, open-minded to Neville and Stevie and their enthusiasm for Bustler. Um, visually, he's just been just so impressive. Uh, for mine, though, I'm for the sake of a tip, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Snowdome. Very good. Well, I'm going to tip Bustler. I'm not mm. going to back Bustler. I'm going to hope you're right because it's mm. good for my kidneys. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I've got to lean in my market to Bustler, but yeah, I, I'm not. I, I marked it really unconfidently. So. What 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 would all the kings then be a bet for you? Do you reckon? Uh, I'm, I'm open to that possibility. Yeah. I, I've marked at six fifty, so I'm two fifty, three sixty, six fifty, eleven dollars, and then upwards others. Upwards others. Yes. Upwards others. So, uh, Uncle Jared. 500. <laughs> 500 to one. Uh, as long as he doesn't get it, doesn't cause any issues. He's laid out bad the other day, Uncle Jared. So yeah, just, he did. Look, I, 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 I think, think he's got a bit his, of ability. His prior I mean. form and his trial yeah. doesn't preclude him from being in this race. So I'm yeah. hoping they just found a little issue yeah, in yeah. the run and yeah. he can he can turn up and run seventh. So, yeah. Very but good. he can he, he, he was beaten 12. He can come out and be beaten four. That's all I'm saying. Yes. I, I don't, he, I'm fine with him being in the race. I don't think it's a... Um, I don't think it's a Jimmy Grave uh, Copper Fury type <laughs> up in there. <laughs> Dude, what race was that? The window? No, that, that was, was the, the uh, Colonel Reed. Colonel Reed. <laughs> yeah, straight straight to the top, straight to the top. Just keep kicking. Got to fit as a fiddle. <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, looking forward to this one. The um, the uh, stable mates, the brothers clashing there. The two faves, Snowdome and Bustler. PK Huckles, all the Kings man, and uh, yeah, the inform LK Fernie with Man Crush is a good for ether. Um, it's been won by some good horses over the journey as well. It has. Um, Red Cam Man, Velvet King, Jared Noski rode Money Maha, Money Maher to victory. Disposition actually won this race in 2014, went to a Guineas and got rolled by Rommel. Same oh. colours as uh, Snowdome and uh, Bustler. So mm -hmm. there you go. It's been a good horses race over the journey, and uh, this is no exception. So some, um, we're, yeah, as we said in the 
intro, we're very blessed to have uh, such an outstanding crop of three-year-olds here in Western Australia. Race six is the Crown Perth Handicap. 1600 meter graduation. Um, this is a three year old. The current favorite of the three year old is Lord Gannicus. But they've bypassed the Faretha as well. Um, and I imagine, they'll, I imagine they'll be springboarding if he wins. He'll be springboarding from this graduation to a Guineas in two weeks' time. Team Williams and Paul Harvey, they've, they've always sort of spoken about the talent of Lord Gannicus, just starting to put it together with uh, with two uh, victories in lower grades. Gets tested here against the older horses at a mile, gets a map, gate three, Ponif, 55 kgs. Looks, looks a good setup for the three-year-old two. I guess uh, win his way into a WA Guineas. Yeah, I don't think he's – I'll just use the lining. I don't think Lord Gannicus is that good. Yep. Um, I think the jockey change has been everything for this horse. I think yeah. Harvey – the, the Harvey's probably got the stronger whip action, the stronger hands and heels, and I think that's got the best out of him. Uh, I don't think they wanted to lead two starts ago, but they ended up there. And then last time out, he looked under a bit of sufferance for a few strides there. Did, yeah. Um, and uh, but he still managed to. He knuckled down and he won pretty well so, late. So the last bit of his race was quite telling, actually. The last yeah, no, I agree, one hundred percent agree. So look, he's he's the one I've marked favorite but I'm, I'm not backing him again yeah. like that price i'm i'm actually three dollars 85 actually so i'm what is he about 370 so i'm 385 i expect the money to come yeah uh, the good thing with with lord gannicus is if you're not backing him um you can just sort of hold fire and, and a few of these other he's always uh, he always attracts a bit of support doesn't he? yeah exactly right the money came last night, even though yeah. the, the sort of figures suggested it wouldn't so um it's pretty good in that sense to have a bet elsewhere um acting gods when we've been following we've been pretty keen to have a go soon i just feel like he's caught between the grades mm. The 60 kilo, that's a real leveller. Like, that's a real proper leveller. He'll run well, though. You know he'll, he'll run, run well. Yeah. He'll run – if he gets out to each way or something, then, yeah, he's definitely in consideration. I think I'm about $6. Um, so I thought Skedder's returned really well mm. this campaign. Last start, Lactar went back to the, the cutaway, which was – sorry, Stevie did – uh, went back to the cutaway and I don't think the cutaway was a spot to be that day. There was only two lengths between them. I almost think the cutaway was neg two lengths that day. So if, if Lord Gannicus goes around 320 by jump and Skedder's trading $14, $15 each way, that'll be my bet. I think Skedder each way, which is a uh, a bit of a random one. And Lactar, tell you what, Lactar has not looked after me lately. Um, you know, we've had a bit of a tough time, me and uh, me and Rails Ramoli, aren't we? <laughs> so I'm hoping, I'm hoping we can uh, we can <laughs> Maybe uh, Costa's crown earlier in the day might get us back in speaking terms. Mm. Um, yeah, and just a, and just a, obviously a big watch on a horse that's always on a four-day backup in, in Henshard, but uh, it's it's lost me, Henshard, at the moment. So monitor the late prices, I'd say, of Acting God, Skedder, Lord Gannicus, but I'm completely open mm. to what I'm going to do here. I, I, presume I, 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 I presume Skedder will end up in the bet for me, yeah. but if three wide line tracking is great, then – um, then uncompromised has to come into it to some degree. But it, it got the hot lane last start, remember that, on the back of the winner. So that's uh, all a pair further back. But Still, it still attacked the line. I, it, I, did I, what I, it, it did what it had to do from that position. It's a better horse for Mickey Grant than it was last prep, yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, but it's just a – yeah, it's a really difficult steer from that gate. And you – at the current price, what price is it now? Uh, you're looking at six, seven dollars. Imagine now. you get a cold inside. Imagine the inside pads dynamite, which is a big chance it might be. Yeah, like straight away that six dollars should be twenty dollars. So, and if three wide lines, great. Then the six dollars, you know, it should be probably six dollars because mm. it's still a difficult ride. So, um, yeah, we'll wait and see how she's playing. Scatter each way. Okay, we'll that for the sake of for the sake of words. Uh, acting God's acting God's eight, eight, eight bucks now. Acting God's my my bet. So I didn't. Yeah. So last I saw it was six dollars. So yeah. I think Stevie Stevie can maybe tag Lord Gannicus if he wants to, or he can have him within his sights anyway. Mm -hmm. And I 
feel as though acting God's got the strength and he's um, he's he's ready to ready to pop at this stage of his prep. Um, I think he's got the strength to to wear down a horse like Lord Gannicus, despite the what are we five kilos? It'll be tight, but um, if you can get maybe nine ten dollars acting God, then that'll be me. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. It's the last I looked. I think it was yeah a fair bit shorter than that. So. But yeah, you're right. I think it can jump well enough to maybe tag. Might be a horse between them potentially because yeah. he's not the quickest early. But might be Skedder. Skedder might be. That <clears> could be, yeah. Could be. See, I'm three eighty five Lord Gannicus, five thirty Acting God, um, and six twenty Skedder. Mm. So I also sort of looked at it, but again, not not with a huge amount of confidence in marking that race. So um, yeah, as I said, if the bunny comes big for Lord Gannicus again, we'll get the prices for the other two and have something on. Very good, yes. And, of course, keep an eye on the, the pattern of the day as well when you're assessing the chances of a horse like Uncompromised who's going to be three wide line, basically last, isn't he? So exactly if right. that's if that's not the spot to be, then uh, he'll be out the gate betting-wise, no doubt. Big trouble. Witten's Irrigation and Design. They're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Witten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Race seven is the, what is it, Terry? Ah, uh, chef. <laughs> The bread bags. The make, bread bags. The bread bags. McChaff handicap. McGlenroy Chaff. <laughs> Chaff. Chaff handicap for over 1,400 metres. This is a ratings 72 plus grade. Another three-year-old taking on the older horses. Interesting. Um, another another one we've we've been robbed of from competing in the in the Faritha, but uh, Rusty Stewart has gone this direction with Swear to God, who's another who'll be using this race as a stepping stone towards the WA Guineas in two weeks' time. Above the peg, heavily supported when resuming for Simon A. Um, a couple of weeks ago, got gunned down by a featherweight late. Um, it's going to be fitter for this second up assignment. Brooklyn Pier race fit in form off the off the seven days and uh, Rockinori. Twenty eight days between runs gate 14 um but has always been very well thought of and, and has has the the talent to um exceed 72 plus grade you think interesting race terry yeah it is uh we we're just talking about sort of waiting and, and assessing a map and this is uh assessing a pattern sorry and this is probably the one that makes the most sense in that uh from that regards you've got big screen lead create a breeze and then swear to god should park right on them getting the perfect run because that's two pretty strong leaders it'll give a nice kick into the race yeah. you know so yeah. um a little bit disappointed swear to god the written matter how big that i didn't realize, yeah. I didn't realize how big that was to do the replay a couple of times like just kept, ended up just in, kept coming too. kept coming yeah. brandon it was not a good steer at all like not holding your line there you hold your line swear to god gets held up and you probably wins the race so he definitely should have held his looked really bad actually like the way he shifted out there looked really bad. I, I'm not saying it, there was anything untoward. It's just it, it's um, yeah, it's not one. I think Brandon will sit down and be too just a little too bit, too a little bit sloppy with the steering there. Sometimes yeah, exactly right. Yeah. <clears throat> just just didn't have the indicator on when he changed lanes. <laughs> and um, but I thought Sweater got it one. It was a nice win, but um, whether the win filled me with that much confidence you know what i mean but the map is just so good here it is just such a good map so look if three wide line is is playing nicely um 
Uh, I, I think a horse like Rockinoy is probably the best horse, well, is the, probably the best horse in this race, I, I would say. But it's very hard to, to come at all. It's from Barrier 14. Um without knowing how the how the deck is playing and knowing you've got a pretty good up and comer that's going to park right behind two strong leaders. So he was and an saying that above the peg and Rockinori, there's nothing between them. Yeah. Um when they're from their meeting in the Rack and Tour, I'd say Rockinori is slightly better run, but there's not much in it and there's a kilo and a half in, in Rockinori's favour. So he was a uh, he was a for the Asian bow last week, wasn't he? Rockinori. He was, yeah. yeah. It was about a 16, 17, $18 chance mm. in an Asian bow, which it means you're basically a $25 chance in a railway because there's not much extra to come into the race. Mm. So, yeah, good run to assess how the track's playing. If ground is difficult to come across, um, it'll be very hard to go past, swear to God, with that map. But in saying that, I'm not dying to be on a horse. I, I feel like the 1,400 might be a tiny query. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's just a... It's a very much a map oriented race. Sure is. Um, big screen won on this day last year. So um, when he's just just such a different horse finding the rail at, at Ascot, big screen. Um, so he's going to get that. He's going to give a good kick, be hard to run down. Just feels like, swear to God, it's just going to be Johnny on the spot and he's going to be in the right, right position with minimum weight. He doesn't necessarily get the advantage of a full um, three odds allowance. I think he might be two points. Might might leave a kilo on oh. the table. I think, uh, but still, oh, no, just half because you get five points. He's using four of them. So he's but map weight. Uh, Rockinori drawn sticky. Uh, it's going to be have to have to be a pretty fair effort from Rockinori. Four kilos off. Swear to God, drawn, I reckon they might try to find a spot. Maybe yeah. I don't think they'll just they'll flop out the back. So yeah, I mean, who knows? They might even with Rockinori. I mean, are they are they certain to run? So they whip Rockinori out and go to the RJ next week and trying to have a backdoor entry to the railway. Maybe they stakes. go this this Saturday, quick backup RJ. Or maybe they're targeting a race. I don't like think the, they'd be doing the double backup, surely. Maybe they're targeting a race like the Carbine Club, perhaps. Potentially. Um, but yeah, it looks a, good, looks a tremendous setup for Swear to God. And I, I feel, do you feel like above the peg might? I see that she's been, that he has been supported since markets were open. I thought that there might be a little bit of a reversal. Of opinion of above the peg after it was gunned down by featherweight, but she seems to have held. He seems to have held up well in the market thus far. Thought it might get out a bit. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, um, yeah, a little probably again. It probably got a ten out of ten steer. I thought he went over the stick a bit early. I didn't understand the not going through the gears. Um, if you watch that, this might be highly critical. But if you watch, I, I always like to see sort of a hoop go through their gears, and you sort of got clear air, grab the stick, and straight into it, rather than sort of like accelerating using the stick maybe at the 130, the 150. The stick was added about the 210, 220. So I don't know whether it was just a horse fresh that sort of peaked on its run in that sense. I'm not too sure. But when you give them that type of steer before that in the run, you'd especially when they're even money and the fence is playing as hot as it was, you'd be expecting them to be um to be winning. So it could be something very positive for Featherweight in that sense. Yeah. That could be the uh the the upside to that. But uh yeah, maybe slightly disappointing um from above the peak. I'd love to see like a big screen get scratched and then you just back creator each way. Mm. You know? So but I don't think that's going to occur. Playing Miracle win next week. Not, not this week. Next week. It'll win the Lucky Grey. Really? I've already penned it in. Gary. It's, already, it's a Gary get on. <laughs> Seven day backup specialist. They're dropping back to the 14, which doesn't suit from the wide gate. It'll get into the, the race next week on the minimum, probably, if it's a 90 plus. Mm -hmm. And uh, it'll win the Lucky Grey. 
Very good. How's you heard, you heard tipping it here. One, tipping one. <laughs> you heard it here out. first, punters. <laughs> yeah, real. That's not probably not real smart of me. Flip of the that coin here between Sweat of God and. I'll be dictated to by prices closer to start time, um, especially on the Betfair Exchange, betfair.com.au. At the moment, I've got a slight leaning towards Sweat of God, but I'm, I'm, I'm considering the merits of above the peg strongly. Um, I thought you'd be, because uh, you're obviously Rock and Ori's, one of its biggest uh, ticket holders. Mm. I thought you'd be very much in the Rock and Ori camp. Just, uh, yeah, I've been just, I just can't can't map it. So uh, just just with the where Swear to God's going to be, big screen rolling, kicking, genuine speed, it's going to be a super performance by from Rock and Ori to get over the top. Or of a super ride. Yeah, or a super ride. Or yeah. both. Yeah. But um, but just, at the moment, it's just it's just just map and price. Um, we yes, five fifty six dollars, and you don't really know where he's where he's going to be. Where at least you got a bit more confidence. Mm-hmm. Four fifty, swear to God, above the peg, knowing where they're going to be. I suppose. So, yep. But yeah, um, interesting race. Certainly is. Certainly is. Uh, moving forward into the big one for the day, it's the Waroa Listia Stakes, very famous weight for age contest. Massimo looking to go back to back and Resort Man. Um, Absolutely, absolutely killing it at the moment is the Michael Lane train resort man just uh, having a dream 2022. Comfort me, second up, Captain Chaos, quick back up. Got us chosen the uh, the Belmont Sprint winner. Notorious one is on the quick back up as well and probably the most uh, fascinating runner of the entire day is the 80 Raider, Carly's Karma. Uh, some addiction, Sean O'Donnell attempting to win its way into a railway stakes via the list. And carry away in a railway. It's <laughs> <laughs> wild, isn't it? It is a little bit wild. But um, <clears throat> but yeah, map-wise, if you've got Massimo coming across, take up the running from yeah. uh, from gate nine. To be honest with you, softly, and that's as far as I needed to go yeah. for this race, to be honest with you. So um, I think it was the run of the race the other day after Excellent Dream took it on. Well, you you were, you were spoke about it on the show mm. and uh, this just looks a tremendous setup for Massimo, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. Um, comfort me, uh, look, I was disappointed. I think, it, again, I think half of WA was on Comfort Me that particular day. But the thing is, while we – let's expect improvement, a great map for Comfort Me, it's two and a half kilos in Massimo's favour, which – um, which was enough to sort of say, well, if it beats me and so be it, I'll, Massimo, I'll allow it. Massimo is also established, exactly. credentialed, wait for age, compared to loves the 1400 as well. We're going to get the lead. Comfort me is going to have to go to, go to another another level. I like Brad Parnham going on Massimo mm. as well. Um, yeah, I like him on this double horse. So he should get to the top. He'll lead him up. There's no really sort of obvious breeze horse. You've got to have Carly's Karma if it jumps that well again. And the fact it hasn't raced for a month now, is it? Yeah, it yeah. hasn't raced for a month. It should be pretty fresh. Comes across and breezes. And if you get beaten by a horse um, who's an 80 rater when you're 107, so be it. You're just beaten by a horse that's clearly on the uh, – on the rise so we'd cop that to some degree um yeah I, I basically i just thought massimo was the run of the race in the eurythmic it doesn't meet any of these worse at the weights um goddess chosen is going to be back in in a really tough spot so we'll just sort of take it on resort man will be three off uh three off the fence one off the fence three back type thing it can definitely win again but i, I just think they're all gonna have to catch massimo and, and that was an easy selection the one that's actually massively Above my price, and we spoke about why it was racing last week, and it was just a trial. <laughs> I don't think I saw the stick come out once. Like 
that was a proper trial from Captain Chaos. Like that was an actual trial from Captain it was a, Chaos. Just an absolute pest, Captain Chaos. It's going to be he just got in the last in God's way something cruel the other day. It's going to be three back the fence on Massimo on the Massimo Comfort Me line. Mm. That's a cracking little line to be in. So I don't know if look, I don't know if you'll be able to get them or not, but I'm sort of twelve, thirteen dollars. So you're sort of twenty five it looks <coughs> like around the traps at the moment. So um, yeah, you can definitely have something on Captain Chaos at that price. I would have thought God has chosen would be getting back running on, prepping for a railway. Don't really need to win the Listia. Um, same for Comfort Me in a way, um, but at the moment they might just take what they can get. I think there um, is a, a fair aspect of that as well, isn't yeah. there? Yeah. Um, whereas Carly's coming, we're out there, we're out there doing a darndest, that's for sure. But um, somewhere, if you're listening, that RJ Peters is on next Saturday, so consider that. Um, so really, for, for me, it just feels like Massimo and Resort Man. Um, are, the, are the two that are uh, sort of set for the race in a way? You know what I mean? Like this, yep. is, this is a target race, and then neither of them are non for the railway. And then they're going to miss the railway. Then they're going to go to Gold Rush. Gold Rush. Um, so they're the two that have been feel like they're the two that stand out. And with the with the the second up, fourteen hundred won this race last year. Massimo rolling along, B partner back on board. Ticks plenty of boxes for me. I thought Kali's Karma. Um, Appreciated that smother it got in the one one the other day. I wonder if you can be as explosive uh, breezing without. Yeah, a, without. you'd like to think Massimo still jogs him along as well and yeah. doesn't uh, doesn't turn into a crawl. So I think uh, if you put Kelly's Karma under the pressure um, in the breeze and you're leading on Massimo, I'd be very surprised if if that if the eight or eight two kegs can, between them. Yeah. yeah can get over the top of us. So I'm pretty keen. Massimo won my better better of the day. Oh, yeah. very good. Yeah. That's a, that's a day where I'm not overly excited about a huge amount, but, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm very much with you. There's still $4 around the traps, which is uh, – I think it's a pretty good price. But with with some of the names we've just mentioned at Wait for Age, you're probably always likely to see 350 to 450 I'd say. So, And, again, when the price isn't that far over your market, you can wait and have a look. And if we get a bloody – crappy inside pad then we can go oh, maybe we calm things down a little bit what about if notorious ones just let's rip on the quick back i can win it's <laughs> seriously it can win yeah uh, it's just it's not suited weight for age wise i like the fact they're sticking with lactar but it was stiff again last week sure beat, beat 1.9 it's just yeah. going to be the story so if it's if it wins and i'm not on there'll be um oh actually i'll, just start, I'll just start crying any post-race tweeting <laughs> Nah, i won't be able to my phone will be drenched in tears <laughs> so i reckon i'll have something like that. i reckon i <laughs> I reckon there won't be a start that goes past I don't have something on. There's not many horses I've got left that you feel like a necessity to do that, but <laughs> it's, it's getting to that point, unfortunately. All right. That's our preview for the Waroa Listia Stakes done, and we're moving on to the last, uh, a.k.a.? The Brad Cook the Price one. Is that the one? Is that, <laughs> is that what it's known as? It's C-O-O-K-E-D. Um, now, so get out stakes, BJ. It's well, a capacity field here for the get out S-T-E-A. Okay, yeah. So who's it really brought to us by? Uh, brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located out there at the Kennywell Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt runs the show. Swing past. Say hello to Timmy and his team, and uh, they'll take very good care of you. Red, car red carpet treatment, that's 100% sure and certain out there at Market City Meats. So um, mentioned in the lead up, but big congratulations to Jeremy Easthope. He, uh, he's won the Get Out Stakes a couple of times now, but he got the super mega jackpot bonus last weekend. He donated to the team for Robbie Harvey, Coach Trek Fund, 
uh, all, all funds going to support Beyond Blue. Uh, Jezza was a donor to the Robbie Harvey Fund and he won the Get Out Stakes with his Ginger Green prediction. So he got a $100 uh, meat pack to Market City Meats and a $100 gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel. So congratulations to you, Jezza. And uh, if you want to enter this week's Get Out Stakes Race 9 at Ascot on Saturday, send us a tweet at the 1-1-Pod. Um, let us know who you think will win race nine and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And can never, ever, I almost did though, forget Sam You Lightroom. did almost, didn't you? Yeah. First in best dressed, BJ. First in best dressed. Race number nine, it's the Amelia Park Handicap. We love those colours, don't we, Terry? <laughs> we share. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. The Amelia Park oh, I Handicap. Don't, I don't think that's fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> That's right. I'm just upset at her price. <laughs> uh, the 1200 meters, 66 plus to wrap things up on Listia Stakes Day. The Brad, aka the Brad <laughs> Cook, the <laughs> price handicap. Um, what is? What, what, give the listeners a bit of a bit of insight. Well, Brad, Brad Cook, the price. We're talking about. No, no, Brad had a very good pricing day. Actually, I barely had a play with him this morning. But uh, no, he went up uh, six dollars a fear, which I think will look pretty. Uh, like a pretty big price by Jam. I mean, saying that, I'm she's not a bet for me now. I'm three dollars thirty Zafira, um, so he's probably three dollars across the trap. So uh, not one that'll be getting me at this stage at that price. But uh, it's understandable that she should be starting favourite here. I'd say PJ. Yes, three from three last prep. Mm-hmm. Good trial. Um, good trial. Knocked off. Um the Velvet Queen on a couple of occasions when the Velvet Queen was expected to uh, comfortably account for Zafira. Did it in different ways too, forward, back. Um, got some scope resuming for Simon A down on the minimum. Um, currently the $3 across the board, even sh- even shorter than that in some agencies, trickled into two seventy. Um, it's not one I'm desperate to be on, no, to be honest. That's no. the thing. I'm not well, desperate to be on Zafira here whatsoever. And um, Brad may well come out unscathed, I'd suggest. But uh, look from a speed map, point of view that there does look to be a lot happening and I thought a three wide line was probably mm. especially late in the day even if the fence has played well you can traditionally make ground if you're getting the right sort of um the right sort of speed map but when we're talking out in front you're talking sort of he's gold hibiscus lady cross statement they like to ride cross statement behind one or chasing one well, they'll probably get that. that they'll get that opportunity on the Sunday. So. well they should do yeah it's just you got you got to find I think a happy medium in regards to not sort of being held up and then sprinting I think it's more they'd love it in the breeze sort of say he's gold does get out in front or hibiscus lady and they're in the breeze and then because it switches off a little bit, I think. So trials are only so-so, but it's one that just on the surface from the gates uh, with the claim of the way, it just looks really nicely in um, to run you a little bit of a race. Uh, the horses parked just behind and we're all a bit of a query the way they're going at the moment. Nahachi price for shoot, sneaky chances only battling, cold shizzle. It's tough from nine. Um, written matter, was, as I said, was one of the runs of the days, uh, the day a couple of weeks ago. But what do you do from 15? It's not it's not quick enough to breeze. Like mm. It took so long to get to the breeze last start. Brandon's going to have to find a three wide line, move into it's it. Then it's, gonna have to out, then it's going to have to outsprint Zafira. It's got three wide, no cover written all over it. It's got better. four wide, no cover mm. written all over it to some degree. So, um, look, I, I wanted to come at written matter, but there was nowhere, no way I was going to be anywhere near it at that price. Multiverse, I think they might try and be aggressive like they were in the trial with Tarjan, which means you've got another horse that goes forward and yep. turns it into a mess. And um, 
Yeah, look, for that reason, it does set it up for as a fearer. Um, for, from barrier 10, real grace 16 might end up being a positive. Chrissy Parnham can decide if he wants to ride it for luck like Sean did or a three-wide line might be the best option here rather than riding it Swooping, for I think, luck. Real grace, yeah. uh, you got a fresh downforce. Alien from Mars is probably not up to them, but it's going to be probably in the right part of the track. And Forest War, the famous... Steve Parnham, Jim Taylor combo <laughs> combined again. So, yeah, look, hard to go past the fear of it again. I, I feel like a broken record and I haven't shown a great deal of enthusiasm um, about this card, but it's, it's just about the current prices, not really um, grabbing me. But I'm 330s of fear and my second favourite, 750. So, Who, she's, she's the on top of equal price, real grace, yeah. cross statement sort of thing. Okay. 758, nine, 10 bucks. Yeah. But it was, yeah. Marked pretty quickly. Zafira at six dollars is very interesting. Zafira at two seventy is not <laughs> as interesting um, for me. So uh, sticking with Real Grace, we burned a bit of corn on her at the start of the prep, but um, she's been good the last last two. So that um, that acceleration she showed, <coughs> admittedly, got plenty of favours along the rail there. But the the closing speeds there, the strength is there at the moment, and as um, as Terry said, that three, four wide line peeling uh, with a bit of momentum up might be the uh, might be the place to be uh, later in the day at Ascot. So I can see Real Grace sort of getting around them and making a big dive at them late. So I can see Zafira and Real Grace going to the line sort of locked together. We've missed one actually. I just realised Miss Vasari. Yeah, I didn't mean to do that either. That was I was getting to completely um, completely accidental. The one thing she's got in her favour is. Um, she probably needs to look for luck in the running and hope that he's gold cross statement. Yeah. Those two horses give us a nice kick into it and those three wide lot runners, that isn't the lane to be. That isn't the winning lane for the race. So I actually don't mind that as a point of difference because I don't think Miss Vasari can out sprint those top two. The fact we're drawn better, that gives us a point of difference in this race. So. I think I think I think she'll appreciate being down fifty four and a half as well. Yep. Brad has won on her before, Miss Vasari. So um yeah, her last win actually. Brad rode her mm -hmm. when she was with Dan Morton. There, coiled up. The form got, might look good from a few races yeah, earlier. Coiled up, got a late split, and went bang that day. So it might be a similar. She's pretty explosive on her yeah, day. Pretty might be a similar story on on Saturday. So a few of the lads might be hopping in each way. You reckon? Oh no doubt, yeah. no doubt. What, what, about, what about what about today? Which one? You got two runners in the last. Uh, yeah, a couple. Run yeah. the Quinella yeah. first, second. Yemen leads. Halatorian grabs its back. Ding dong, ding dong. Yeah. One of What's wins. a better result? I'll go protest. What's a better result for you? Uh, I got, I've got more of Alatorian. <laughs> I got more of Alatorian, but I dare say the prices they'll jump. I reckon I'll be Yemen last might end up slightly over me price. But um, good luck today. Yeah. Good luck today. And Thanks. Miss Fasarian on Saturday mm. with um, reigning winners. Several Tommy jo Tom Johnston Bloodstock. Tom Johnston. Yeah. Yeah. Up so good about. luck to Tommy. He uh, yeah took it under himself to buy this. Got a good group of lads involved, and um, yeah, well, Brad McManus will be chasing a double as well. <laughs> no wonder, no wonder he's priced. He's that confident with Miss Vasari. Yeah, we might, he might no, Miss Vasari and uh, Zafira the, the same, same price. price. Yeah, no wonder he's bloody <laughs> fair enough too. How am I picking on him? Like that's it's probably me not giving the um, giving the the girl enough respect. Shared Laney's voicemail. He's just not bad. Just screaming, "Oh, lads! I'm excited." We're building. There was no emotion whatsoever. We're building. I can. I'm getting more confident by the moment. Yeah. With Miss Vasari. Ah, it's all over. Miss Vasari. Done. <laughs> okay, start the race again. You beauty. Um, 
yeah, real uh, real grace for me. I wouldn't be surprised to see like a random peak performance from a horse like Alien from Mars. That's short, that's, that was always going to be my Manny for the day short, was Alien from Mars. Really? Sean McGrady back on, get back. Mm-hmm. It's got that bit of Alien from Mars feel about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I always ask that question, like if you're going to sprint with real grace or sprint with Zafira, is it going to be out of out sprint them? And I do doubt that heavily, but yes, um, yes. yeah, I agree. Alien from Mars is one that will be going in my quadrilla. Yes, Ella. Ella. Yes. Got it. Under my quadrilla. <laughs> it's all. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's, uh, let's take a break. We'll be back with our bests, our maddies, and our lays. Just one moment. All right. Finishing up here with our Betfair best betting propositions for Listia Stakes Day. Terry, your Betfair best. Oh jeez, I don't reckon I've got one today. Uh, look, we'll go with uh, we'll go with Massimo in the feature um, race eight, number two, Massimo. That's my best as well. I Better thought it best. might be. I yeah. thought we might might have a bit of a alignation there. <laughs> That's not a word. I thought we might align. <laughs> my mad is going to be in the same race. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, it's the only one. Mate, it's it's the one I've marked considerably we, shorter. So. We do what we want. Exactly right, uh, Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos. Captain Chaos is my maddie. Yeah, I thought the run was uh, very good last week. I don't think they had a huge amount of interest in being overly competitive. Oh, yeah. So three back the fence. Um, I don't think it'll get Massimo, but I think it's over the odds at 20 odd to one. Okay. My maddie is in the get out stakes, race nine, Alien from Mars. Mm. Could be 40 plus. Well, and the rest. Tell you what, we could, but it's 35 at the moment. I reckon we could be. It could be laughing. It could mm. be our first triple triple figure. <laughs> first triple figure, buddy. Um, yeah, get our first triple figure. What am I going for? Maddie. 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 Uh, lay. Uh, okay, I'm going to go. I'm very keen on Blackwater Bay. So my lay in, in the same race, race three, the Apprentice's Cup, is try for us. Very good. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I can see that. Yeah, the one that's most... Uh, below my price is race four, Stella Vista, 5.50. Not exciting. I'll lay it run a place. How's that? Okay. That worked well with Brave Halo a few weeks ago. So, as <laughs> will follow our winning formula. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, dearie me. Um, all right. We got there. We did it. We got there. It's a big, big week's racing, isn't it? With yeah. the Ascot Tuesday. It's all been happening. But uh, thanks very much, most importantly, to Stevie Parnham for joining us earlier. Um, always great to have a, have a chat with Steve. And he's in, obviously, red hot Nick at the minute. So uh, tremendous hearing from him. Tremendous hearing his thoughts on Bustler, hopefully. That might steer a few people into it, mm-hmm. I reckon. Understandably, as well. So, well, he's, uh, he's he's strapping. He's security. He's track wet rider. Oh, he's, he's doing a lot. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's it's sleep. It's sleeping he's, in his uh, backyard at the moment. So full it's, quarantine zone. Yeah, for, uh, 100%. for Bustler. Yeah. Exactly, exactly right. Can't even look at it. Exactly so. right. Uh, thank you. And well done to uh, to Tommy Dub, Tommy Wolfie. Uh, he blew the house down. The house involving Liam Peters. Old, <laughs> old Wolfie did so. Great knock. So if you want to take, have we got anyone next week or not? Not yet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Feel free to to throw your hat in the ring. Let's try and go someone fresh, eh? Let's get a fresh. yeah. We want someone fresh next week to take on Tommy W. Coming off a uh, a three nil W. Yes. So we are difficult to beat. But are uh, you out there this Saturday? Non-stop winning for Tommy. Tommy it is Tommy yeah. Dub this week. Yeah, yeah, really, yeah. it is. Yeah, wild laced up, all up mastermind. Yeah, all up Yemen last. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. 
Man crush. Uh, all up man crush. Yeah, I was trying to think what else mm. I got in. Um, you no, ra- Saturday? no races for me this Saturday. Yep. Uh, I think I'm going to make my uh, assault on Ascot commencing. Pinnacle? Uh, Pinnacles, yeah. Yeah, plus Will you miss any of the five? Uh, unlikely, I'd yeah. say. I'd say, but then, be a then, you, then you might sleeping bag. Me, then you might not see me for a while. Yeah, I was going to say. I'll, I reckon I'll be very similar. It'll be uh, yeah. Do I'm, the, I'm, do the I'm, run. I'm excited. Excited to see um, see what uh, what unfolds moving forward. We've got plenty of plenty of uh, talent. We have got Pikey on the way back yep. as well. Uh, I think he's scheduled to commence race riding in at Ascot next Saturday. I believe. It's next Saturday, yeah. yeah for, so for the Placid Arc and the and the Peters. So that's big. Mm-hmm. So Placid Arc um, and the Champion Phillies and the Peters next Saturday. So that's big. Rolling into so that's a cracking day. So that'll be episode one four nine, Terry. Mm-hmm. And then the following week will be our uh, extravaganza. One fifty two. Oh, one fifty. Okay. <laughs> Didn't know how numbers work. Uh, anyway, I think we've. Just about got there. Um, oh, chance heading out there. So if you're out the races and you're seeing me around, don't come and talk to me because I don't really like much, so I won't be in much of a mood. So. Don't at me on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, anyway, she's no good until next week on the 1-1. <laughs>